0: second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back Welcome to the Wicked Planet Podcast, episode 64. We are coming at you once again from the haunted garage in an undisclosed location, somewhere not known to anybody but myself and Ron. Tonight, we talk about the most important things known to anybody. We are also joined by multiple guests one, a demon from hell, and the other, A Canadian. A goddamn Canadian. But he's not technically a Canuck. But before we get to all that... Dude, you just redlined. (laughs) You know him as Ron from New England. others know him as the fat cat in the hat. Some as the one pump chump. But his friends and family know him best as... The champion of man cream.
1: You're getting cruel, man. You are getting so mean.
0: Ron, what's going on? The captain of what cream? The champion of man cream. Man I knew you'd cre- like that. I knew that would, that would tickle your fancy.
2: Yeah, I'm a champion, champion of man, man cream, you said?
0: So how much man cream do you have? Since you're the champion.
2: Yeah, I probably got quite a bit of it built up now.
0: Do you store it in jars, uh, freezers? No, I store it right internally. Internally? Yeah. Like within the haunted garage? Sort of. <laughs> in your home? <clears> throat> right throat> under
1: your seat, Buckley.
0: Dude, do you have a secret vault?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a secret.
0: It's like this is where I've collected. It's a
2: secret that only probably 100 different people have This seen. is
0: where my collection of man cream... I've been storing for three
2: decades. So uh, anyways, uh, Miss Kristen is joining us tonight via via the phone because she wasn't feeling Mm -hmm. well enough to take the drive into the haunted garage studio.
0: Kristen, some effort would
2: be nice. Okay.
0: Yeah,
1: it would be nice. (laughs) It seriously would. I have no effort for, it's not just you guys. I hope that nobody takes it personal. I have a crafter next week, and I got to make 200 candles by, like, yesterday. Guess a how many candles I made.
2: Fair, Three or four? Yeah,
1: I'm a big-time crafter. I've made none. Zero. Oh, so
2: you're, so you're doing good.
0: Oh, so you ran right schedule. Yeah. Right on target.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I'm ahead of schedule, some would say.
0: How long have you been crafting for?
1: Mm, I mean, I just started the candles, like, a couple months ago, but... I feel like people like the candles the most, but I was doing all that herbal stuff, so I'm still sub- selling like herbal tinctures and like beard oils and face serums and you know anti acne, anti aging, all that good stuff, topical, internal. But now I'm making meditation candles with herbs and oils, and they are completely non toxic. I'm not putting fragrance oil in there. I'm only putting essential oil in there, so oh, it's like. Cool. It's actually like good for you to breathe in. You know, you don't have to worry about getting cancer from breathing in a
2: candle.
0: Are they made out pretty of sweet. soy?
2: Soy, yeah. Ugh. These wax are really expensive. <sighs> Kristen, is that for Deer and Crow?
0: It sure is. Yeah, cool. How's that going, by the way? Are you getting a lot of sales? Making yeah, a lot of I'm money? Gonna,
1: I got like twenty six Etsy sales now, and when I go to the craft fairs, I do pretty good. I'm going the one I'm going to like next weekend. There's maybe like fifty five vendors, so it's the biggest one I've ever been to, and I'm like kind of nervous, especially Where, since I don't have any candles.
0: Where's that located?
2: Andover. Yeah,
0: oh.
1: you know, it's called Andover Exchange. Big deal. Nice food <laughs> truck, taco stands.
2: Ooh, taco, taco stands. Yeah, tacos. That's the most, I, it's
1: going to be the most Andover has ever seen in its entire existence. You got my You, know, you,
2: you have my interest. Okay so, <laughs> okay, so Kristen, hang out, and uh, because there's some things I wanted to talk to you about. So, okay. but we just want to go over a few, and I hope you feel better, too. So, uh, Thank you. So Man. Buckley, this is where you say, so, Ron. Oh, oh, oh. I'm so, right. Ron, what, what have you been up to? So, Ron, how's your week been? Has it been good? My week is just like every other week. Just a pile mental. of dog shit. Well, no, I've only been here for a couple of days, right? Because we took Monday off. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and I went to the Cape this last weekend.
0: Oh, how's that?
2: It was busy. Did you wear the assless chaps? We unfortunately <laughs> we did not make it to Provincetown. Well, that's a shame. Well, evidently well, it's Memorial Day weekend, so that's like the opening weekend at the Cape. Because everything on the Cape is seasonal, right? Everything just shuts down. And so all done. the gays come out, in like probably full force. Right. It, it was, uh, I forget what the festival was, but it was kind of like a Mardi Gras. The only thing I could equivalent it to is a Mardi Gras.
0: It was probably the gay festival.
2: It very well could have been. But I wanted to go to Provincetown and check it out, but we we got, I don't know, probably 15 miles from there, and it was bumper-to-bumper bumper traffic. That sucks. Wow. But, well, that's what sucks about the Cape. I mean, there's lots of side roads, but there's only, like, one main yeah, road.
0: It's, like, one lane traffic, basically.
2: Yeah. Going both ways. Yeah, yeah, so it's... Uh, if
0: there's, like, an accident, even, that thing gets backed up for fucking Miles.
2: Oh yeah, forever too. Uh, I mean, there is like highway on the Cape, like two lanes one way, two lanes the other way, but it's pretty much just one. Not when you get when you get to Chatham, which is if you look at the Cape, we call it the elbow. Yeah, Chatham is down in the corner, and then yeah, when it goes straight up, the very tip of Cape is uh, Provincetown, P-town. Yeah, it's it's isn't
1: Chatham where some boat went down and like all the people got like eaten, attacked by sharks. While they were, like, floating in the water. Some, like, boat, some big <laughs> boat went down there. It hit the Chatham bar or whatever. In Chatham? Yeah, like, years and years, before I was born.
0: Oh, so a while ago. So, a couple months ago. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. uh, hold on. When were you born? Or when were you born again? Or when, it's, uh, when did Satan let you out of the cage? Say
1: so right around 1991. It was a cold winter day. And when I came out, I guess I had a freaking tail and
2: hellfire breath. They took your tail I'll, right off. <sighs> I know. I heard All I see is that there was a U-boat sunk off of Chatham. In what oh, year?
1: No, there's a I don't know, like 60s maybe. I don't. That's not a good guess, but some know. guy came to my work and did a whole like presentation of it and like I'm pretty sure there's a movie on it too. And I'm pretty sure he talks about how like people were getting bit by sharks as they were like, you know, drowning and the boat was sinking and stuff.
0: Someone came to your work and talked about this. Yeah. Some old dude. Don't you work at like a, de- Oh, they didn't like do a presentation on it.
1: No, they did. They did a presentation. It, was, it was, like about,
0: a, it, was like, it was like a work training.
1: Not necessarily training. We have like these like, lunch and learns they call it so like somebody will come in and talk about nutrition or like um historical societies or like i don't know the history of snowboarding we had and some of them are pretty cool i, th- I thought this boat one was pretty cool just
0: because of the sharks
1: no offense to any uh, surviving family members but
0: yeah i guess that's kind of cool kind of yeah. seems like a waste of company resources in my
2: opinion but yeah i mean they
1: gave me a free sandwich
0: i
2: mean who's asking though for real <laughs> yeah i don't see anything about it i'll have to look it up maybe it was in the olden times but yeah but, but anyway, so the but cape it, was fun yeah like i know i had a good time it's just uh a lot of people yeah a lot of traffic you know because that's when everybody goes they open up the stores they open up to all the restaurants all the little roadside stands all the beaches Mm -hmm. just Mm -hmm. crazy it was crazy it it was good though we went and visited some friends that live on the cape you were Uh, playing the guitar right i got to play a couple of cool guitars when i was there yeah it was good that's good yeah he brought me down to his little music room and he goes hey check this out i just bought this and it was a epiphone les paul les pauls are nice les pauls are very nice and uh an epiphone is a really good guitar of course epiphone is uh like a uh it's made by gibson yeah Right, yep. Gibson owns it, and uh, so so this Les Paul, but was a little different because, you know how on a Les Paul you got your you got your switch up top, your mm-hmm. toggle. Mm-hmm. This toggle was down bottom. Yeah, and even though it had two, you know, it had two humbuckers, it still had uh, only two controls: one for volume, one for tone. Where where like my gotcha. Les Paul, my Les Paul has four. Does um, like it has volume and tone for each pickup?
0: So I haven't played a Les Paul in a really really long time. Do those have the place for the whammy bar?
2: Uh, not factory. No, you have to would get the. Uh, uh, what is what is that company that makes the whammy bars for Les Pauls? I don't know. Yeah, I forget what it is right off the top of my head, but uh, but yeah, it's not like uh, like how a Strat has a whammy bar on it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool though. And uh, so I played it. He had some cool effects boxes, so I tried those out, but. We had to play through earphones. We couldn't crank it up on the amps. Because everyone was asleep? No, it's because the house was full of people and he didn't want to disturb anybody. And I'm like, Lame. I'm like, dude, this is a fucking party. We're here to disturb people. Full till. Yeah. Did I say it's, that it's right? Full-tilt.
0: Full tilt. I like full till. Full till has to be something. Close enough. It has to be
1: something. Yeah, it's a full drawer of money. You call a cash register a kill. See,
2: Kristen that knows cool. that.
0: I, I knew it was something.
2: Chris yep. <laughs> a while back I told Buckley exactly that. No, he didn't. Yes, I did. He's just saying that
0: to, make himself, he he's yeah. just saying that to make himself look good.
1: Ron's like a saint of knowledge, dude. He knows everything.
0: Yeah, he's a conspiracy theorist, so he tries to, you know,
2: fabricate a lot of shit. Well, I'm just Canadian. old. It just makes sense that I might know a little something, being I'm twice as old as you guys. No.
0: You know nothing,
2: Ron. So anyway, so we, play, <laughs> so we played the last Paul, and I got a chance to play a uh, Washburn 12-string 12, 12 acoustic. A 12-string?
0: Yeah. Why would you ever want to play a 12-string? Because they sound awesome. You think you're uh, Robert Plant or something?
2: No. Fuck, it was, not Robert Plant. Jimmy Page. Jimmy Page. Uh, oh boy No it isn't much It's no different Than playing a regular guitar I've never played A 12 string So I don't know Yeah Well it's just You know it's You got your string That's tuned properly Then the next string That's right next to it Is tuned an octave higher Oh So, so you know It's just It's just double strings On a 6 string Oh Hence 12 string
0: So it's just literally They're very uh, The same tuning know, they, Just Oh yeah Octave up yeah. For each string Yeah Yeah For some reason, I thought it would be cooler
2: than that, but... Okay, it was set up just like a mandolin. You have a mandolin. I guess it's not.
0: They're not... They're tuned the same, though.
2: No, a mandolin's tuned like a violin.
0: Yeah, but they're not tuned... Like, the second string isn't tuned an octave higher. It's the same tuning. It is? As far as I know. But, hey, I just started
2: playing the thing, so
0: I could be wrong. You know
2: what we gotta do? You gotta bring your mandolin in, (laughs) and I'm gonna bring my mandolin in?
0: And we're gonna duel... And we're like going
2: to play... Dueling banjos. Du- dueling... No,
0: dueling mandolins. Be like, scream like a pig.
2: Yeah, Buckley and I... Scream st- like a pig, Buckley on. and I, not only are we going to do the show together, but we're going to get together and we're going to play music once in a while. Because Buckley's very musical. Yeah. All right. Way, well, way more than I am. I'm okay. I will admit, though, I sounded pretty good this weekend. I've, won, I've, won, a,
0: I've won a couple medals. Yeah, one or two. Nothing to brag and we're about. Sure. But... It's
1: definitely Epiphone and not Epiphany because my whole life has been a lie, if that's the case. It's Epiphone.
0: Kristen, your whole life is a lie regardless of the name of a guitar,
2: okay? We're going to get you. You know what? You know, for a kid that's so spiritual, you really got to get rid of this negativity.
0: I know. What the fuck? You should be all about, like, chakras and and Re- fucking sa- burning sage and...
2: Realigning your chi frequency my
1: candles are chakra there i have a candle for like three of the three chakras right now i'm working on the others pretty cool kristen any of this, yeah no i know any of this it's, like it's this town
0: any of this herbal you know this like homeopathic like meditation shit that you make or craft do you use any of that stuff on yourself
1: <laughs> i'm not worth it you know i make all these <laughs> candles and i don't ever keep one for myself i'm like no I'll just take a shitty Walmart candle and die.
2: Well, maybe you want to re- maybe you want to rethink that.
1: I know. The whole software thing, you know. I'm going to therapy.
0: Maybe you should go to a guru. I don't I think if, that's what she is. I don't know if the therapy's working. She's a good
1: one. Sure Why I said that? Well, shit.
0: I would like to get uh, her name. What's her name? I'll talk to her. Maybe I'll start <laughs> maybe I'll start going to sessions with her.
1: Yeah, I don't know if she'd take you on.
0: What's wrong with me? I have tons of problems I could talk about.
2: Well, that's true.
0: (laughs) There's tons of things she could psychoanalyze.
2: Whatever problems you don't have, we can make up.
0: Yeah, I could also, I could like make up an entire fake dossier about myself and then just go in.
2: Stop using big fancy French words. Dossier?
0: (laughs) I actually don't even know what that technically means. A dossier? It I, just means like like a, a portfolio, a file, yeah, yeah,
2: file. Yeah. Ooh, so I was right. So who's the but who's it's the Frank.
1: Canadian you guys got in
2: there? Uh, well, we're supposed to be getting a call later from Davy Wavy of the Red Pill Cartel.
0: I heard he's an alt right. I heard he's an alt right white supremacist. I don't think so. Is that because he's from Canada and he <sighs> supports the truck the trucker thing? Right.
2: Well, who doesn't like trucks?
0: Well, yeah, but he, he supported that whole trucker riot where they were, like, burning buildings in their trucks, driving around in their 18-wheelers in Montreal or wherever.
2: They were burning buildings down.
0: Yeah, and they're 18-wheelers, remember? Sounds like mainstream media. There's a bunch of Nazis. you fake news. You're not ask. Hitler, sh- Hitler showed up to this trucker event. You don't remember that?
2: Well, he was well, like, Kat- I am das Hitler. I am here for the trucks. Castro's son was there. Was he? Fidel Castro's son, yeah. He runs the country. <sighs> so Buckley, what did you do this weekend?
0: <laughs> this weekend I went swimming. Uh I went to T-bones. Oh, how was that? It was all right.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's that great.
0: Um I drank a lot on Friday night. Good. I went to on the tavern.
2: Oh, good.
0: And I was real drunk. <laughs> So I'd like to take this uh, this time to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody. <laughs> deal with it. Liver. Deal with it, anyone on the tavern. Deal with it. But on Monday, uh, I went to my mom's and
2: did a bunch of shots with her.
1: <laughs> Damn, I did not take your mom for a shot, lady.
2: Did you have to say component and cabal a bunch of times?
0: No, I just uh, we I just mixed them and we drank them. Oh, cool! And we did cheers for every shot.
2: Well, it was a warm so day. It was, it was a warm day, right? It was a good day for drinking.
0: Yeah. Well, the point we were gonna go there and like, because my mom lives right on the river, the Blackwater River. I don't know if you know it, but I know it. Okay, so she lives like it's literally her backyard is the that river. So we went over there to like drink and eat pizza and and go on the river but by the time we actually went swimming it was like eight o'clock and the bugs were out
2: was well, the water cold
0: And i didn't go in it was only uh her boyfriend my girlfriend and then my daughter got in a little bit on a floaty
2: yeah kids don't feel the pain of cold water
0: or the bugs dude I, I get eaten by bugs so bad it's horrific oh
2: no the bugs are brutal Yep. But for
0: some reason, they come after me more than other people.
2: <clears throat> they it's say bugs are attracted to people that are kind of jerk-offs. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Complete assholes. They're, com- yeah. <laughs> they're attracted to assholes.
2: So this weekend was the first time I jumped in my pool.
0: Oh, it was- at home.
2: Yeah, and it was pretty chilly. Oh, when you,
0: when you told me about that, you were at your house. When I told you-, you... You texted me that you went swimming. Oh,
2: yeah, I told you I just got done swimming.
0: Okay, that wasn't in the Cape. That was at no, your house. no, no, oh. that, no.
2: That was probably Monday. Yeah. All right, yeah. Trip home from the Cape was interesting. Why? Bumping a bumper, dude. Dude, you got to leave fucking
0: like early in the morning.
2: Yeah, I didn't want to.
0: When you go, when you go to the Cape or leave the Cape, you need to leave super early or super late.
2: Yeah. As long as the sun's
0: down. Now I'm talking like six a.m. or like leave at like 9 a.m. or 9 p.m., sorry, or like 9.30.
2: Yeah, it's a nightmare. Do you want to miss that traffic? I, I already told my wife I'm not going back to the Cape unless it's off season.
0: When the winter or the fall? No, like after Labor Day. Um, yeah. The winter would suck, dude. So, like, I feel like all those, those seacoast towns like York, uh, what's the other one, Old Orchard, uh, the Cape, any of those seacoast towns in New England— They're, like, small, but they get a lot of tourism during the summer. Dude, I feel like there would be so desolate and depressing during the winter if you went to, like, the Cape
2: or something. I think that would be perfect for creativity.
0: I would probably go insane. I'd probably, like, end up killing whoever I'm You're talking
1: about the storyline for the the latest American horror story because that's exactly what it's all about. They go to the Cape? I'm, I think it's the case. They go okay. somewhere in New England. During winter. And
2: well, hold on. I'll tell you. It's for
1: creativity. And Dur- they start fucking.
2: During the winter, Chris. It is called American yeah. American Horror Story Red Tide, is what you're talking about. Uh huh. Uh huh. And that's, that's when alone. the writer, they, they rent a, a house in Provincetown, actually, Off-season. Yeah. off season. And uh, and then he uh, encounters vampires. Yeah, it's really cool. It's well, probably the best different. American, probably the best American horror story I've ever seen. Like, and
0: vampires is one thing, but like going crazy because it's desolate, winter, depressing, and no one's around, and buying an axe and murdering whoever you're no, with.
2: No, things are around. Or bar, the adjacent bar, house, bars are open and different. people are there. The natives are there. The natives. What tribe? Lappahole. Lappaholes.
0: <laughs> <Lapping> <laughs> Lobster claw tribe lobster claw. Yeah.
2: Anyways, I told my wife that I wonder. I asked her. I said, I "Wonder what it would cost to like rent a place for just like a month in the winter."
1: A lot. more than I make in a year, probably.
2: Oh no, not uh, off not, that not off season, not off season. Yeah, I bet you could do a, a five hundred
0: a week. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs>
2: what you got? Different you
0: know what what numbers? It's
1: do you twenty twenty two. I would say at least like nine hundred to a thousand bucks a week. All right, that off might, that end, might be because they're m- probably getting they're probably getting like fifteen to two grand.
0: That might be more accurate. It's crazy. S- so, anyways, but would you rather get five hundred dollars a week or zero? Because there's probably not a lot of people going there in the winter, right? So I'm just saying, if you're it's like, 100%. I'll give you five hundred dollars a week for a month. Let me stay here. They'll
2: probably be like, meh. All right. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it helps pay like, the taxes, right? Go fuck yourself. I guess the property tax on the cave pretty cheap. Maybe. Kristen. <laughs> that's what I heard. What'd you do this weekend? Uh, what did I do? Besides um,
0: uh, curl yourself into a ball in a dark room. In a cry, fetal position. And cry yourself to sleep every night. I
1: didn't cry. I did that last night and all day today when I got home. Um, But oh, yeah, that's fun. pretty much what I did this weekend. So I... I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I just kind of sit here and I just sit. I don't get anything done. I don't watch, I don't really watch anything. It's just super depressing. I just like, I just sat here. I sat here and thought about what it's going to be like to get old.
0: Do you still have like,
2: do you at least have like a good wall to stare at? No. Oh. No. So I think what Krista needs is something that we want to talk a little bit about tonight. We should throw her a party and get her out of the house. Yeah, well, she needs to get. <laughs> it's she probably to, what we should do. Well, I have my whole thoughts on that, and I'd she already, like there are people that care about you. She already knows my thoughts, but anyways, all right, well. uh, all right. So, anyways, I got on and jumped on a show with Ryan from Dangerous World when I was at the Cape. Who? Ryan from Dangerous World. Who the hell is that? You know who that is.
0: Uh, Ryan.
2: Seriously. We don't do Fucking Idiot. <laughs> And we talked about uh, the Uvalde, Texas, uh, shooting. Oh yeah. And we, t- and we talked about some of the irregularities that happened there. And then Ryan had mentioned something about this thing called deep dream. Mm. And, uh, because you know, there's always, there's always theories that some of these shooters, now we're not just talking about this shooter. We're talking about, you know, some of these shooters like in general are under some type of hypnosis under some type of mind control, brainwashed, brainwashed, whatever. So I looked up that deep dream. It's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, it definitely is interesting.
2: Yeah, a deep dream is uh, something that was uh, an artificial intelligence type of thing uh, invented by Google. You Again, know what it
0: reminds me of? The
2: evil, the evil Google.
0: Because a lot of it is pattern stuff, right?
2: Yeah, it's patterns.
0: So uh, it's like displaying patterns uh, over and over. Through visuals to somebody, and then this kind of subjects or manipulates their conscious thinking or relation of certain symbols or patterns or pictures to certain other symbols, patterns, or pictures, or possibly sounds, even if they're played along with them.
2: Yeah, I'm not too sure. I gotta, I gotta, like, I watched a little bit of it. It's kind of cool, actually. What Wait, do you like call- one? What's that? Did you watch that like eyeball one that was on their landing page? There, uh, I didn't go on their page. I Weird just did, eyes. Yeah, I just did. Well, you see a lot of that, right? Into dogs' faces or AI hey, see aliens. Let me give you. Let me give you Wikipedia's first description of it. This is not a credible source, Ron. Seriously, of all sources, you well, could. used better well, off taking Google. This this one, this one sounds kind of good, actually.
0: Why aren't you using the New York Times or the Washington Post?
2: Deep Dream is a computer vision program <laughs> created by Google engineer Alexander Mortavit, Mortavinstev, I guess, doesn't matter, that uses a convolutional neural network to find and enhance patterns and images via algorithmic pareidolia, thus creating a dreamlike appearance reminiscent of a psychedelic experience. Mm in the de- deliberately over-processed images. So you know what
0: I kind of didn't make the connection of, but have you ever done
2: psychedelics? Uh, yep. Mushrooms.
0: Mushrooms, Kristen, mushrooms, Kristen, L- LSD.
2: Kristen, this is, a good LSD, yep. this is a good question for you. So a
0: lot of the patterns that were being shown, um, you know, kind of remind me or even colors and stuff like that, that you see when you're on psychedelics and shit. Uh, that's what it kind of reminded me of. Like uh, if you're on psilocybin, the same repetitive patterns, or oftentimes you can see patterns uh, stick out more in nature or architecture or just your, your environment. And then also sometimes on LSD, you can see very vibrant colors that will kind of wisp through the air or show up in different patterns. Or if you have a really, really, really like uh, I guess, hard, experience on LSD, you can just only see colors like washing through your vision over and over and changing and moving and swaying and stuff like that. That's kind of what it reminded me of, which is, yeah, it reminded me like
1: it didn't remind me at all of ayahuasca, which was kind of interesting. Cause to me, that's like the strongest, I don't know. They all have their own power, but I feel like that was like the most in depth, uh, intense psychedelic I ever had ever done mushrooms it did remind me the most of all those colors and all like the patterns like you said just kind of like when I saw that I didn't think anything in regards to the dream state none of that reminded me Mm. of dreams, but it did remind me of mushrooms and with like LSD yeah colors stick out more but for me like when I ever did LSD like I never had with mushrooms like visuals that aren't there will pop out at you like a rock will turn into a gnome or your friend's head will turn into a spider or like dumb things like that, that aren't even there and have nothing to do with your subconscious. And LSD, it's like, everything just kind of seems like it's breathing. Like I never got, and I felt like super, like, I felt like I could figure out the winning powerball numbers on LSD. And I had this whole notebook (laughs) full. (laughs) Like I felt like highly intelligent.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting also is that, um, and we're not going to get, well, we'll get in more into this later, but like, the, the whole MKUltra stuff is they use a lot of drugs, psilocybin, LSD, uh, I think some methamphetamines, some other stuff I don't really remember. Um, so if you think of that and they take these deep dream theory patterns, they give someone drugs and then they play these patterns to somebody and then it's only going to enhance the visual, right? You put them in front of a screen, which we know is theorized with a lot of the MK ultra brainwashing stuff. You know, you're put in front of a, you're put in a chair, you're strapped to a chair, your eyes are opened, uh, held open. Think like clockwork orange or something like that. Visuals are played and then you're given drugs and then it's only going to enhance the experience of the drugs and the visuals that you're being shown. And then however they subject you to or use other elements uh sound or visual to m- basically manipulate your brain um ron did you have something to jump in on that well
2: well yeah because what what google's doing is they they invented this algorithmic algorithmic oh my god it's not
1: algorithmic one.
2: yeah there you go uh thank you and i think it's it's uh and they use this ai right to to kind of get your i don't know to like crack your brain code maybe or something like that and, and so, yeah, so this, so this uh, artificial intelligence is showing you certain things and then and, and your brain, it's almost like, it's almost like the, the like deep dream communicates with your subconscious in, in your brain, I think, huh? I, because I mean, uh, like we looked at some of the videos just kind of quickly, it's actually pretty cool, but I think it also puts you into a hypnotic state. Well, I was going to say,
0: I felt kind of just watching it. Like, sort of like I was getting lulled into, like, this – I wasn't in a trance, but, like, I was getting lulled into, like, this state of just, like, staring at it mm. continuously and just kind of like, ooh, looking at all the different rotating colors, pictures, images that were showing up. So, yeah, it kind of does put you in, like, a trance, and that was just from a YouTube video. And I'm not saying I was, like, hypnotized or brainwashed or something, or maybe I was, I'm going to kill someone tomorrow –
2: well, but, don't, don't you think kidding. that, I'm, I'm sorry, Kristen, don't you think that some people are more susceptible to hypnosis? Yeah, yes, yes, for sure. Yeah. Some, some people are more susceptible to it than, than others, but who's to say, not even really want to talk about this whole shooter thing, cause it's just a, I don't know, it's just too many questions involved with that. And there's just no way, I, I don't know. I, we can touch on it later, but it just irritates me that. This shit all happens right around the same time that the government's trying to take all the guns guns away. Yeah, and you see, Mm -hmm. you obviously
0: see that push for it more now. Oh, right after Biden addressing Congress, it was
2: immediately politicized, like directly after. Not, not. Oh, we're thinking about the families. No. Yeah, I mean, when are we gonna when are we gonna stand up to the gun lobby? Okay, and just like I told Ryan, why do when are we gonna stand up to the pharmaceutical companies that are pumping these kids full of? ADHD medication, what is it, Adderall, Ritalin, uh, what's you? Lithium, you know what I mean?
0: When the fuck are you going to stand up for children? Right. How about that? I mean, what, what happens? JFK gets assassinated. What happens? They amp up security for pres- presidents. 9-11 happens. What happens? Security's amped up in a f- all the airports around the country. The school day. shootings have happened. What, they are start happening twenty in the last 20 years a lot? And what happens? Nothing. Oh, we want to take Not. guns away. No. Why don't you look into arming, arm, in some way, arming schools, whether it's through teachers, sec, uh, private security, armed security, which you can do, uh, uh, you know, allocating some sort of law enforcement to law enforcers at every school from every, like, you know, department, whatever, um, or using any of the money that you donated or that you gave to Ukraine, which was 40 to $65 billion, whatever. Yeah. And using some of that money and maybe putting it towards arming schools or putting it towards helping out mental illness or putting it towards uh, impoverished communities where, you know, a lot of the mental illness, drug stuff and violence um, happens more. And using that money
2: towards helping in those areas. Did you see where the press secretary, the new press secretary that took Saki Saki's place?
0: Saki Saki, five dollar.
2: She, uh. (laughs) That question was posed to her. And, and and of course, this argument's all over. It's online everywhere, right? Yeah, I'm not the first. No, no. This argument is literally... Actually, you know, I am is, the first. I'm liter- taking credit for that. Is literally everywhere. And she said, she said something along the lines, you know, uh, I might have even have been Ducey, because, you know, Ducey, he likes to get under their skin. He's fucking good at it, too. But he says, you know, what, why don't we take some of this money or even this uh, surplus COVID money that they in? have... Yeah, we yeah, I'm here. here. Yeah, we're here. And uh, can you hear us, Kristen? Kabid, Kristen. Can you hear? Maybe us? she had to let the cat out. All right. Well, but but any but anyways, but Deucey is like, okay, how about using some of that money to help secure the schools? And she basically comes out and say, oh, "No, our focus is on the guns. Uh, we're not here to harden schools. Harden." That's what
0: she said. Like, I know people think it's like going to be some big, like, oh, we don't want to make, you know, schools into compounds, uh, blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I mean? But like having a couple, like a couple of security guards, there, armed security guards, it's not going to fucking make it into like some hardened place. Having a couple, one or two officers at a school isn't going to make it into a hardened place. You know, lots of schools call police and law enforcement on the regular. Do you know what I mean? So it's like that happens probably daily at a lot of schools. So there would already be law enforcement there. And who's to say that nowadays that they shouldn't have like a specific law enforcement or security measurement through the government specifically for schools.
2: You know, I can't help to say this. I'm starting to have more of a nationalist approach to things. I mean, if you can't, if you can't frigging Nazi Ron. if you can't control how safe kids can be in public areas, and it's not just that it's churches, it's shopping, it's whatever. And and taking the guns away is not the answer. No, it's, it's having. Okay. So, all right, let's look at the scenario. Say that nobody's allowed to have guns. Right. And we're going to talk to Davey about this when he calls in about the whole Canada thing. But if nobody's got a gun, I know for a fact that any criminal can go find a gun, like in probably 20 minutes. They could probably have their hands on it. Right. A gun. And nobody is armed, then you're going to walk into a school, a church, a synagogue, a shopping mall, whatever. And you're going to be able to just light that place up. Nobody's going to be able to do anything but run and hide and cower like like to try to save themselves.
0: Right. If you unarm civilians, the only people that are armed are going to be criminals. And this is in law enforcement. And guess what? Law enforcement, their their reaction time or whatever you want to call it, to get to a house is usually a couple of minutes. You're the first line of defense
2: in any of those situations. And, and in this so case, it's stupid. Yeah. And in the case of this Uvalde, Texas school shooting, the cops stood down. Right. Like we're not even going to get into that. That's just, there's way too many fucking weird things going on there. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of
0: weird shit going on with this shooting. This one in particular.
2: Yeah. This one in particular. Uh, And then you have these other shootings, but they're perpetrated by black men. So they're not talking about it in the news. They're not even given the people's names. It doesn't fit the narrative. What fits the narrative is a young kid from school. That's supposed to be a troubled teen That goes out and spends $9,000 on equipment and a $70,000 truck to go shoot up a school. But what we're going to do, I don't even really want to talk about it. We're going to do a shitload of research on this subject. And I think we're going to devote a whole show to it. Just this one particular shooting. Kristen said call her back. Uh, Okay. Stand by folks. I got to call Kristen. We lost her. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, I just think
0: it's weird that, like, people in the conspiracy circle were saying stuff about, like, school shootings starting up around the beginning of summer. And then we have a couple happening, right? And then we have... Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice message
3: system. Oh.
0: Yeah, hang that up. Um, And then we have, like, this, the whole, like, how much money this shooter... Did you just bring that up? Yeah. Like nine. I, I watched this military guy, dude, break it down in a video. And it was like, it was like $9,000 worth of shit, including like two guns, magazines, ammunition. Which is like what was What's like the five? Uh, I forget what kind of ammo, ammo it is, but AR well, it's, ammo. It's five, five, six. Five, five, six. Sorry. Um, and then also he has like this truck that we're hearing about, like a 70K truck. Yeah. Super duty. So it's like, you know obviously school shootings are terrible. We, we all know that they're a dreadful, terrible thing, but also like you have to wonder, especially since right after it happens, it's immediately going to, well, we need to crack down on gun laws and, you know, possibly disarm citizens and Biden's trying to do shit. And he's addressing Congress tonight about how, um, you know, serious the issue is. It's like, it's not a gun fucking problem like i could kill someone with like the beer bottle i'm holding in my hand you know what i mean oh yeah it's a person it's a societal thing like it's a mental health thing it's definitely a mental health it's thing it's the way that our culture is being set up and leaving people behind um it, it's fucked there's a lot of fucked up shit in america that causes people to become depressed that causes people to become mentally ill that causes people to become criminals could become violent i mean just look at the debt look at the poverty look at the how the government basically walks all over civilians and treats them like shit every day and doesn't do anything to help them i mean this is takes
2: takes all our tax money and gives it away to other countries i
0: mean this is a prime example right now like school shootings are an issue so what do they want to do they want to disarm civilians is that helping civilians no School shootings are an issue. So
2: they give $40 billion to Ukraine. Is that helping civilians? They give $40 billion to Ukraine to buy military equipment to kill other people.
0: Right. No one, no one brings that up. That's like all these leftists or politicians that are like, Oh yay. The civilians in Ukraine are taking up arms to fight back against Russia. It's like, well, what, what? So you want to take American civilian guns away but you're applauding Ukrainian citizens taking up arms and fighting against uh, Russia. So, what the fuck happens when that shit goes down in America and we don't have any sort
2: of arms? Okay, so let's. I, I love to use Chicago as an example. Go online, do a search on how many shootings there are every weekend in democratically run gun-free cities. Put it up against how many how many gun crimes there are in red-run cities where guns are not a problem. State of New Hampshire, we, we have constitutional carry here. You don't even need a permit to, to carry a concealed weapon. You know what our shooting rate is in New Hampshire? It's almost zero. I don't, understand, I don't understand this fucking concept that, that people don't get. They don't get that. If you take the guns away from the civilians the criminals are going to have a heyday that's I'll tell you what that's when the, that's when the, that's when the revolution of the Civil War starts and now and now like Buckley said our so-called president Sleepy Joe is going to be doing an address Congress tonight. I guarantee you he's going to bring up some uh, executive order he's going to do an executive order to burn to ban guns. Just like Trudeau did in Canada. Like, he just comes up and says, oh, we're going to get rid of... uh, We're going to stop right now. We're going to ban the sale or transfer or anything to do with handguns. Like, in Canada. Like, Canadian people aren't much different than Americans. Like, at all. Like, they're our brothers to the north. But that that fucker, he's a communist. I don't care what anybody says. And I still say he's Fidel Castro's kid. (laughs) And... And and what do they want to do? Look at the shit they pulled with the truckers. They shut down their bank accounts. This is not about healthy uh, health. This is not about safety. This is simply about control. But let's get back to the the hypnotizing thing. Right. Because I saw a story that was reported in a credible news agency where the FBI actually got caught trying to manipulate a schizophrenic kid into blowing up a bank with a van full of, and I think it was in Oklahoma City too, with a, with a van full of uh, ammonium nitrate. And somehow or other, the parents found out and they, they, they stopped it. But the FBI was absolutely guilty of that. They groomed this kid They gave him the van already with the bomb all set. Now, the bomb wasn't a real bomb. It was a fake bomb. But it was just like they were trying to manipulate this kid. Set up. Set him up to do this and then bust him for it for some apparent narrative. Like, dude, this shit is going on. Yeah. This shit is going on. And that's why I think there's something funky about this Uvalde, Texas thing. And then was the door propped open? Wasn't it propped open? News comes out and says the door wasn't propped open. Well, how'd the kid get into school? Right. And if he confronted somebody, how'd he get past that person? Right. How did he get into school? Why were the cops outside? Why were the cops outside for 90 minutes? Why were were they holding? And were ordered to stand down. And not letting parents in. And that one cop that ordered the the other cops to stand down secretly just got appointed to uh, city council. Look, if you're a cop and you're not going into that school with an active shooter, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh, and then then did you see the latest news? What are you doing? Have you seen the latest news, though, that they're pushing out the narrative? Oh, uh, cops and police are not obligated to protect you in any way. (laughs) This is why people are ignoring cops now. What, the military? Who's supposed to do it? So they've been ignoring cops all all through BLM and Antifa and all that shit and they burn everything down but it was it back in 2020? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It just pisses me off. But let's get back to deep dream. Well, I'm sure there's plenty of veterans
0: that would fucking Let me try to call Kristen. Hold on. I'm sure there's plenty of veterans that would die for any school shooting. Oh my god. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'll tell you. That you've... would love to be that would love to be posted at a school to protect and if something did go
2: down would fucking I, I... die. Her phone's fucked up. Anyway, but. So, Little G's Elementary School, she's in fifth grade. Chief of police is there every day, every morning, while the kids are getting on the bus, and there's a cop there at night when they're getting getting out of school and getting onto the bus. Yeah. yeah. I really don't see something like that happening in the town that the haunted garage is located in, because this town is a red town, for starters, Big time. And uh, a lot of rednecks here. There's a lot of rednecks in New Hampshire. Right, but there's a lot of people here that would, if they saw anything like that, that should have would be dead before he even got out of his truck.
0: <laughs> but there's, I mean, Texas is pretty fucking red. True. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. It's sad. And getting back to more of like the the brainwashing shit and the manipulation I mean, look at like uh, you know. Well, Ted Kaczynski was theorized or possibly thought of possibly going into some sort of MK Ultra. Do you mean the Unabomber? Ted, yeah, Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski. Sorry, Kaczynski, the Unabomber. He was possibly known for being part of some MK Ultra um, program, and is I think he went to what what college did he go to? Was it an Ivy League? It was Harvard? an Ivy League. Was school, it Harvard? Yeah.
2: Was it super intelligent guy? Yeah, so he was yeah.
0: he was thought of possibly being in some sort of um MK Ultra brainwashing uh project through the school. And you know, once he got out of school, he was obviously this like hermit guy, right? Who lived in the woods. He he made homemade pipe bombs and then mailed them to uh, people in politics, people in Uh, parts of big corporations you know who's to say if that was an effect of that uh, mk ultra brainwashing tactic project or if that was more of what he became after he went through all that and he started to have these dots about uh society and technology and corporations um and stuff like that because like one of the big things he was you know against was technology like 100%. 100%. He thought it was just another enslavement kind
2: of construct. Uh, now, knowing now what we know, do you think he was right? I mean, yeah. Yeah, I think I, he was 100% right. And I think one of the things,
0: there there was some show about him. I forget what it was called. Um, but there's an interesting thing that he talks about um, where he's sitting at a red light in his car, and there's no other cars at the other lights like going through or in any other direction. And he kind of like enunciates how this is kind of ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That this light is controlling his life in a way where he's not even allowed to drive his car through through this intersection when there are no other cars around. Um, Just kind of things like that. Obviously, he has his manifesto. I've never read it. I've heard people talk about it. Um, but it's just interesting shit like that. And also the guy who fucking killed, uh, John Lennon. He was also thought or, or, or theorized of possibly being part of MKUltra. Um,
2: wasn't there a theory that they wanted to get rid of John Lennon?
0: Yeah. Well, when I say
2: they, I mean, you know, the Deep
0: state, them. elites. Yeah. So John Lennon, he was like, he did a fuck ton of drugs, obviously. He was, did a lot of LSD, obviously. He, um, you know, he was really against war and he kind of promoted that a lot. And then, um, in his later days with you know, Yoko Ono, I believe. Yeah. You know, he was kind of known as like, Well, why would you go to war when you could just like light-
4: Oh,
2: we got a we got an incoming call, standby. Is
0: that the demon? Is this is a demon? Hello. Yes. Hello. Who the hell All right, is that?
3: The, the
1: reception in hell is not the best. <laughs>
2: Did you reboot? Your
0: I don't
1: phone? know what happened. Yeah, I did. And then it took forever to turn on and it was like optimizing apps or whatever. Oh. So I, I guess it was my phone, but like everyone went silent and I was just sitting there and I'm like, the phone was still connected too, but I just couldn't hear anyone. And then it hung up. And then every time I called wrong, it didn't even ring or go to his voicemail. it just like, it was like he answered and hung up, but I know he didn't.
2: So it was like, you were a victim of spiritual attack by the cabal, Drink. by the cabal because you're on the wicked planet. <laughs> anyway, Kristen, I was I was in
0: a mid mid thought. I'm just gonna finish it real quick, okay? And then yeah, you, and then you can, and then you can blabber about whatever you want.
1: Uh, no thanks, but go for it. Let's <laughs> hear what you got. All right, so
0: John Lennon basically he was known for kind of like being anti war, doing a lot of drugs, whatever. And he was promoting like, you know, why would you go to war when you can just lay in bed all day? So there's a lot of theories that like because he was doing this, he was taken out. And the guy who took him out, who shot him, which I forget his fucking name. Do you remember? No. Kristen. Who's the guy who killed John Lennon?
1: Uh,
0: I don't know. Well, whatever. People thought that he was, um, that he was MK Ultra, and the reason they thought this was because he was obsessed with the book Mark David Chapman. He was obsessed with that fucking book, and I now I can't remember the name of the Catcher in the Rye. He was obsessed with the book Catcher in the Rye, which I don't know if anyone out there's read that book. I've read it several times. I've read Catcher in the Rye. It's it's a very it's kind of depressing book. I thought that was very depressing. It's about this character who has a very depressing outlook on life. You know, he's he's very negative. He's drinking a lot. He's I, I forget if he's in high school or university. He's kind of but whatever. He's he's rich. He's a richer kid, and I believe it's New York City. Um, Eventually, he ends up kind of having a mental breakdown, and he's there's a lots of uh, suicidal ideation and themes in the book. Um, So this guy, what's his name? David Mark, Mark David, Mark David Chapman, Mark David Chapman. um, You know, he thought that this book was speaking to him, that it like he was reading the book. He was found with a copy of the book when he was arrested. So he thought this book was like speaking to him and talking to him about society, and was basically guiding him to take John Lennon out. Um, and you know, a lot of the MK Ultra stuff uh, is has been thought or theorized to um, be triggered through different mediums, and some of them are sound, but some of them are texts. Or words and things like that so it's very interesting because you know mk ultra was between what uh 53 and
2: 73 i thought it was uh i thought it was late 40s
0: well, I well think you're
2: right whatever.
0: there was this gap um in time where
2: no you're right 1953
0: so you know there was the 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 midnight but they were dosing people and watching um, watching them bang hookers and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, without their knowledge and things like that. And then, so there's all this sort of different weird brainwash social experiments going on with drugs and brainwashing and blah, blah, blah. And then it kind of came out and they shut it down, quote, quotation marks, they shut it down after 73. But, you know, I mean, does anyone actually believe they just
2: stopped? Yeah, you know you know what was interesting. I don't think so. You know what was interesting about MK Ultra was that that was more technology that they actually got from the Nazis. Yeah. Yeah, so that came over which again brings us back to the living in the Fourth Reich. Yep. Like like that was all Nazi stuff that that uh that they were involved in because the Nazis were all like trying to invent truth serums. <laughs> giving and, and, soldiers LSD? Uh, well, no, they were, well, they were while they were given a methamphetamine, amphetamines. Yeah, me- yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah, it was called uh, pervitin, which was in their mess kits. Right, just kept them jacked up, made them into uh, ubisofts.
4: But so I mean, cell but cells. I
2: mean, when paperclip came in and we got all those Nazis over here, so this this project, you know, and it was the Nazis that started the CIA. You know, was big in the CIA, which was uh, before it was the OSS, the Office of Strategic Services. But some of this information they got from the Japanese too. You know, Japanese were no dummies, right? Woof. But anyways, yeah. So so you're seeing all this like mind control stuff with the use of drugs, and now and now we're seeing this deep dream thing, which is which is kind of like supposed to simulate you having a psychedelic dream. I mean I mean where where is all this headed I mean don't you don't I mean would you agree I mean a good argument could be made that somehow or other you could be hypnotized by visions, graphics look at how people get hypnotized by video games right? Or and just not know. Hey, you, have you ever been on your phone and you start scrolling a lot, scrolling a lot? An hour goes by, and you and you find yourself you've lost time, and then you find yourself kind of sometimes getting a little dizzy. I know that happens to me.
0: Well, you know, also uh the brainwashing shit too. It's sort of in my eyes. I mean, it's not. Uh, it's not always cat. I I don't feel like it's typically categorizes this, but. In my, in my eyes, it's sort of a, a form of torture if you're, like, brainwashing someone in the style of the MK Ultra stuff where you're doing the deep dream stuff and you're, Two like... Two points. <laughs> and you're, like, making them view content or playing music repetitively in their ears and blah, 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 keeping their eyes open, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's, it's
2: all psychological warfare.
0: Psychological <laughs> shit, but, like, a lot of the people don't know this is happening when it's happening, right? So... It happens to them and then they forget about it. So it's like they didn't know it happened. It kind of reminds me a lot of like the satanic torture shit that we talk about um, where, you know, it act when when you're being brainwashed or you're being tortured to an extreme atten- uh, extent um, or traumatized, basically, your brain uh, utilizes this specific part of your brain um, to basically – so you're it, it almost removes you from the experience you're having as a way to protect your body. Um
2: And then, so when is that, that? What is that? What they, excuse me? Is that what they mean by like when I was being uh, abused or, or some women have actually said this during a traumatic thing, like being gang raped. And I mean, I'm not making light of this. Yeah, I know they say, they say that I just released myself from my body and I went my, Brain and my subconscious went to a different place.
0: Somewhat, but it's, it's probably similar, but lots of times, like, they don't remember it at all. And then it can be triggered by uh, anything, and you can be put back into that state in which you were in and when you were being traumatized or brainwashed, essentially. So you could not know it was happening, and then be triggered by like a word or a phrase, or reading a and book
2: it brings it all back,
0: and then it triggers you and puts you back into that state of mind, into that experience again, and it can really fuck with you or make you even do things that you don't even know you were doing.
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of like uh, what do they call that? Suppressed memories. Yeah, yeah, suppressed memories, and funny enough. That is a similar thing that happens to uh, people that claim to have been abducted by aliens. Yeah. So is this technology maybe something we got from the extraterrestrials? Think about that. Because as people will come back, uh, you know, lose the time, like lose like four or five hours. Like where was I? And then there's also un-
1: things like therapists that can help you like bring, when I got in that, that. that car accident well there's that and then there's the therapist like when I got in that car accident and like the bad one I went had to go to a PTSD therapist and he like basically did like hypnosis techniques to suppress my memories and to make it so triggers wouldn't bring those memories back out like tires squealing or a loud crash sound or like slamming on the horn you know like right after that car accident for like two years, if if like one of those all state commercials came on where they had like those real crash looking scenes, Mm -hmm. my body like shut down and I would go into shock because I hadn't gone to the therapy yet. But when I went to that therapy now, like those triggers, I barely even, I mean, I still feel them, but they don't separate my body from my mind, I guess, if that makes sense. So it's as simple as, I mean, yeah, somebody could get abducted, but who's to say there's not a therapist on the ship or on, you know, on the, Chip, whatever you want to call it, the air thing, and
2: just UFO
1: wiping them out after wiping out their memory right after before they drop them back off.
0: Right. So there's this style of, um, I forget the exact name of it. Per usually, because I forget every fucking thing that I want to talk about the details. But the this, this style of therapy, and I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but it's where you take traumatic events and you, um, you know, some people they do it with like they hold these certain buzzers in their hand. Um, So it's like the therapist will lead you through your traumatic event uh, and then they'll be clicking this button, which will buzz these things in your hands from right to left hands as you're recalling the uh, traumatic event. And basically what it does is those buzzing in your hands, it brings uh, that event of the traumatic stuff that he's leading you through to your right and left
2: brain.
1: Huh. Oh, is they that did use that
2: technique. yeah. Is that the one where they tried where they tried to join both hemispheres of the brain?
0: Yeah. So it's kind of like they I, I believe it's like they're taking it out of the, your traumatic part of your brain and receiving that. And then they're putting it into your left, right brain. And that way it's kind of um, I, I don't know if it's considered your front cortex or whatever, but it's kind of making you either uh, assess it better or deal with it uh, better instead of having it be repressed so much, but you're doing it in that therapeutic setting. I could have gotten that, some of those details wrong, because I haven't really looked into that in a while, since I was working in the mental health field, um, but something along those lines.
1: Well, you're pretty fascinating.
2: Go, yeah, go ahead, Kristen.
1: I didn't even remember that he had put things in my hands that did that until you brought that up. Like, I would have never remembered that that was part of the therapy that I had to do. I, like, when you just described that, I literally can remember sitting in a chair with those things in my
2: hand. The buzzers? It's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what it was called, Kristen? It's the like, therapy?
0: It's like yeah. EDM or E. Or it's like something ED, like that. It's not EDM because that's electric dance music, but it's like ERMD or EMR or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, you remember that one? I'm bad with these fucking details. It's so like I can talk about, I can like kind of explain to you what it is, but I can't remember
2: what it's called. Yeah, but you know, you made an interesting point, and I wanted to bring something up from a previous episode. When you talking about how Mark David Chapman was saying that it was something in Catcher in the Rye yeah. that that triggered him to kill John Lennon, say mm-hmm. for instance, right? So Catcher in the Rye is about Holden Caulfield, the kid that's in college, and he basically is just a, a fuck up, right? And he leaves, and he just goes on this spree of whatever drinking. Right. right. But you know, that was written by JD Salinger who mm-hmm. actually lived yeah. it, lived in New Hampshire right up till his dying day. Yeah. And over on uh, Cornish, wasn't it Cornish, New Hampshire? <laughs> you no, <know>, it was <laughs> Cornish, so. New Hampshire. It was right. It was right on uh, the border, uh, the Connecticut river over to Vermont. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, who used to hold himself up in this place he called the bunker and he would go in there and he would literally stay in there for months and write, but who's to say? You know, he was he was in the military. Who's to say he wasn't? You know, and I'm not saying he was, but I'm just saying he could have wrote things in a way that could become hypnotic on a reader. Which brings me to that mass mailing. Remember the mass mailing we did the show about QAnon, mm-hmm. the QAnon mass mailing, Chris? Weren't you here for that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there was some people that I kind of rapped with after that actually went in and followed that link and they started reading this gibberish that this person had, had written and mm-hmm. they were like concerned that it was some form of hypnotic writing or magic of some sort. That's what I said. Yeah. You said that, but other people have also said that oh. like, like they had said that they they would read like so much of it and they just had to stop. Yeah, that's what I did because it made
0: him feel weird. Well, I didn't want to read the whole thing because I was like, well, what if this is some sort of black magic or like trigger or whatever or release something? It was just too weird.
2: Right. But who's to say that they can't fit some type of mind control in text? They could. Oh, they couldn't. Yeah. I think yeah. I
0: think it's been done. Right. I think they, they do do that. I think that's like it's like the whole the whole Zoolander thing. That whole movie, I know a lot of people, it's a comedy about models, whatever, whatever. But it's all about him being brainwashed to assassinate somebody and it, to the whatever. And it's all triggered by that song. Relax.
2: Don't, don't
0: do, do it. it. Do, 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 do Now I'm going to assassinate Ron because we just sang that. But no, that's like that sh-
2: that's That's that shit. I don't know. This whole hypnotism. <laughs> well, hypnotism is really interesting to me. And now this deep dream thing is, like, really interesting to me because I want to dive into it a little bit deeper. You know that was the last
0: book that he published, Catcher in the Rye? It was. I believe believe it was that book or it was either after John Lennon was killed because that guy was saying, you know, the book was speaking to him. I believe that was, like, after that time he stopped publishing books. I'm pretty
2: sure. Did you know? And this is a little thing for writers and readers. Interesting factoid: JD Salinger had a whole bunch of manuscripts that he locked away in a safe. Yeah, with an open date, and I think the open date was 2020, wasn't it? I don't know. Like they got to open up his open up his vault in 2020. I knew he had a bunch of unpublished shit. Yeah, it'd be really interesting to see what he had. There's a book that just came
1: out in this year called The Laughing Man. Maybe that's one of them. Mm, who published he it? He died in. He, it's a short story by J.D. Salinger, but he died in 2010. Oh, the yeah. The short story published, uh, published originally in 1949. So I wonder if they added something to it. But then right below that, it says originally published in 2002. So, you know, which is it?
3: I don't know.
0: I don't know either. There's some Tom Fickery yeah. going on.
1: He did publish a book after uh, Catcher in the Rye, though, for Annie and Zoe.
2: Okay. Yeah, I've got a whole bunch of his works. Yeah, Franny and Zoe was in 61. I just had to look it up real quick. When was uh, John Lennon shot?
0: Uh, good question. Dun dun dun, dun,
2: dun, 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 dun. December 8th, 1980. 1980. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so JD Salinger was still alive at that time, right? When was his last book published? <laughs> that's 1961.
0: a better 1961
2: yeah
1: mm. All right, I man. mean aside from that 22 whatever that 2022 book is
2: I think Catcher Narai was his first big story his first book that got published
0: that book made me feel weird
2: I didn't like it I feel like I have to read it now because the way you
1: described it sounds like something I would like
2: it's, it's, just, it's a weird read. It's kind of a quick read, actually. It's, it's, not, it's not
0: long. It just, I don't know. It gave me bad vibes. It was depressing. Yeah. He just had such a negative outlook on everything that I was just kind of like, ee. And maybe, yeah. maybe it was like some sort of. Maybe I was like kind of reflecting a little bit on my own thought process because I, th- I feel like lots of humans are negative by nature in the way they think because of like evolution, problematic thinkers and you know, having to not get killed by predators or whatever. So maybe it was like that kind of reflection on myself where I was like, oh, I'm relating this to my own negative thinking that I didn't like it, but... I mean, I did like it, but I didn't
2: like that kind of feeling that it gave me. It was, I don't know. I think some books or some novels, why some of them do so good is maybe maybe they are a type of mind control. Because people can be influenced by books. That's why you know, the Nazis used to have those massive book burning things, right? Because they didn't oh. want people to be swayed by learning anything or <laughs> <laughs> or reading these books. Uh, interesting thing about J.D. Salinger, he had a girlfriend, and i and I think her name was Joyce Maynard. Was she hot? She was pretty nice looking. Nice, but but she wrote that story uh, that was based on the Greg Smart Pamela Smart case in New Hampshire, which is a famous case in New Hampshire where Pamela Smart uh, enticed these... She was a teacher, and she enticed these students to kill her husband, basically. Oh. But Joyce Maynard wrote that story that they made Shit. the movie out of. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. I guess J.D. Salinger was a real prick to live with. Like, like just out of his fucking mind. <laughs> but, we anyway, but anyways, but, but if you take things like this deep dream, which... Just I mean I just watched it for a little bit and it's like wow this is fucking cool.
0: Yeah, it reminded me a lot of because um, when we were first talking about this, and I was looking shit up. I looked up the wrong, completely wrong stuff and started, but I ended up do, doing like probably an hour of reading and watching videos. And it was Sigmund Freud who is basically kind of like a crock nowadays when it comes to psychology. Not crock, he's outdated. If that's probably a better word, but he has this whole dream theory um, idea, which is kind of like the whole subconscious uh, stuff coming out in your dreams and manifesting in your dreams. So it's kind of like, if you think of your daily thinking as like an iceberg, right? You have the top, which is like your consciousness and then you have everything the whole bottom of the iceberg is like your subconscious, which is actually a fucking big piece of the iceberg. Right. But then that kind of, uh, bottom of the iceberg subconsciousness manifests in your, into your dreams. So, you know, it's kind of has that similar relation of like, you know, if you're being put into a deep dream trance, right. And you're being possibly brainwashed and manipulated with these, Uh, Subconscious ideas Texts symbolism Whatever Um, it's kind of like The same ideas like You manifesting your dream Through possible subconscious uh, Levels Do you know what I mean Mm -hmm. If I explain that in any way That made sense
2: (laughs) So the book that Joyce Maynard wrote Was uh, To die for That was the name of it (gasps) to die and before. that's the one they did it was about the pam smart murder and it stud uh, nicole kidman and matt Dillon. dude i like nicole kidman and joaquin phoenix oh nicole kidman's one of my favorites yeah i bet you like are you sicko i heard her dad was into pedophilia like big time yikes aren't they all <laughs> yeah but joyce maynard she's uh that's all new hampshire roots she was born in durham new hampshire her father was a professor she at looks U- insane at unh
0: Is that her picture? That's not a very good picture. Holy shit. She looks like she wants to eat my face. Not in a good way. (laughs) Like wants to rip the flesh off of my cheekbones.
2: Well, she lived with J.D. Salinger. She probably would be able to do that. She probably did a fuck ton of drugs. She does not look good. So do you think there's any, any, like, in your thought process, any idea that maybe that this kid down in Uvalde was mind-controlled? I think it's 100% possible.
0: Yeah. Um, I also think it could be, you know, have militarized people uh, from the deep state or the elite, you know, go in and shoot up the school. Uh, And then, you know, obviously they controlled the outside law enforcement or parents trying to get in with the law enforcement by not allowing them in. And then they go in, they shoot up the school. Um, And that would explain the price, the price amount of all the fucking uh, weapons and ammo and magazines and truck if he was funded through something like that. And then they probably put out some fucking, uh, you know, ID on some poor bastard and fucking had him be the person that was the shooter. And then maybe... Well, they
2: call those patsies.
0: And then fucking killed his grandma because I think his grandmother died.
2: I don't... Did she die?
0: They, I think I heard that she, he shot her, stole her van, and drove to the school and then shot up a bunch of people. So was she the one he that- He shot her right the- in
1: the forehead.
0: What
2: was that, Kristen?
1: He shot her right in the forehead, apparently. That's what the one article I had read that first came out is he shot her right in the forehead. Like, but, it what also, the fuck?
2: but it also said that she's the one that called 911 on him. Yeah, Good. I mean, look, I, what I just said
0: previously is like not- it, that, That's just like- that's like a conspiracy very conspiratorial assumption or put together. But you know, in this day and age, especially with the control of media and military and all of that, and the stuff we're talking about with the MKUltra Ultra brain control shit and and how false uh, narratives are. I mean, who's to say something around that style couldn't have happened?
2: Do you know what I mean? Did you see? Did you see uh, this? This lady conspiracy theorist. I guess we can call her. Lady? on, Yeah, on TikTok. Or a woman. Well, I call them ladies. Oh. But she's on TikTok, and she said something very interesting that I want to look into. That's what I say. There's a lot of things about this case I, I think I could devote a whole show to without any problem at all, or maybe even a couple of shows. But at a particular time, there was a military aircraft at the local airport that took off, and then all of a sudden... Maybe some of the electronic locking systems in this school were turned off, and maybe that's how we got in.
0: I mean, it could be. I mean, and then there was
2: some communications that were shut down. I don't know. This All-Star is all star can unlock this is a lot car. of weird stories there. All star can unlock your car from a satellite or whatever, it can shut your car down and shut your car down. So, who's to say? And that's that whole thing that did talking about they want to put the uh, kill switch in all the cars, right? But like. Schools, I mean, even when I was in high school,
0: there was a certain period of time where it's, like, once school started, the only front door was, like, the main entrance that was unlocked. Right. Essentially. Every other entrance was locked. So, I don't – I mean, can't I can't imagine since I was in high school that that's gotten any, like, less – in measurements of
2: security, Do you know yeah, I mean? you would think I, it would be better. You know, I feel like it has only gotten to be more. And I still say, I, I and Ryan and I talked about this. Why is it always when there's a problem? Same thing happened in Sandy Hook, Sandy Hook, the Boston Marathon. uh What was the other one? Nevada? No, not Vegas. No, maybe Vegas. They all just had drills for what actually happened. Oh right. Because on March twenty second, Uvalde High School had an active shooter drill, and the, cop, and the cop that put that drill on, allegedly his wife, while well, his wife teach taught at the school, allegedly she's one of the uh, teachers that got killed.
1: Now you know, I it just, was it just, it's just
2: it's just just all it's just too many, like this puzzle's going together too easy. Yeah, and I'm saying like, I just don't believe whatever
0: the the mainstream narrative is. I just gotta always. Oh, I just gotta be like, no. That it's got to be something else. I just hands down because I mean, yeah, sure, kids did die and got shot, and it's terrible and sad. But it's like you cannot believe a fucking thing that comes out of mainstream media, which is also sad because you know it would be nice to just be able to like get the news and be like, oh my god, this actually did happen, without having to be like, well. This is what they're saying, but what actually could be going on?
2: Okay, I'm gonna to try to get Davy Wavy to give us a call. Davy Wavy, and I'm gonna see if I can merge that call ooh with Kristen's call. So, what are we gonna do in the meantime? Uh, we're just gonna just hang out.
0: Uh, well, actually, I mean, you know what? We're we're recording, so we should probably talk about something. You could talk about something. Go ahead. Uh, so, all right,
2: with the seven K
1: Ultra topic oh. has anyone been watching the stranger Things?
0: oh no i haven't seen it yet i've seen uh, all the old episodes or all the old seasons but i haven't seen the new one but i have heard that that is based a lot off of the montauk project
1: i mean even the dates that they put in there like are pretty accurate and spot on and like all the experiments or everything that we've read about that's been publicized is like all right there in our faces. Once again, like it always is.
0: Well, you know, the first like ever conspiracy thing that I ever even heard about was when I was in high school and me and my friends were just fucking around on the internet. And, um, it was, we came across the Montech talk project with, uh, Preston B. Nichols, who is this real creep. He just is a real weird looking guy. Kristen, hold on, I gotta put you on hold. He he talks really funny. He's got like the googly eyes, real overweight, wears his pants like up to his nipples, basically. And he talks about this like time warp portal project where that he was a part of where they make this ship disappear and then it comes back. And there's like people merged into the walls, and some soldiers are missing. Navy, Navy based. Um, he also talks about going through this portal and like seeing a reptilian, and and the reptilian asks him for drano so he can drink it. Um, but yeah, I have heard Stranger Things this is based off that.
2: Yeah. Sidebar. I, uh, sorry. Hey, Davy, are you there? I am, sir. Who the hell is this?
3: <laughs> it's Davey. Davy,
0: uh, Davy, it Davey. is
3: Davy Wavy from the Red Pill Cartel. Oh, that
0: Davy! What the hell? What's what's going on?
3: <laughs> Not much, man. I have finally finished my laundry. I was supposed to do it earlier today, but I passed out. So oh, fuck, it's I all have done to now.
0: Laundry. God damn it! You just reminded me I have to do laundry.
3: <laughs> Doesn't that suck? It's like the never-ending battle, dude.
0: Laundry is like the bane of my existence.
3: I hate. Right?
0: I hate doing it, and the only time I ever seem to do it is when I. I'm at the bare minimum for clothes, and, like, I have to. So I have no
3: that's, I have no other that's choice. Exactly, that's exactly when I do it. It's like I'm wearing, <laughs> I'm
0: wearing, like, a pair of pants I've been wearing for, like, seven days straight. I have no underwear. I'm wearing the same T-shirt I've been wearing for two days. No socks. Fucking, it's terrible.
2: <laughs> I, have a sh- I have a shit. Uh, he, he has a shit. He's got a shit.
0: Right, Chris uh he's gonna take a dump hold on davy
2: all right no, go ahead, ron, go ahead. Has,
0: ron has to take a dump so <laughs> we're just gonna be hanging out for probably i don't know 25 minutes while ron's in that sounds Canada. good so davy what's uh what's going on with the red pill cartel what's what's new with that
3: uh well i'll just keep doing the same shit i've been doing for since last august you know just uh booking guests on. They all, they come in, we have a good time and I publish the show. That's what it's all about, man. And it's all truthers, you know, truthers and crazy people like, like ourselves.
2: You know, Davey, I wanted to get you on tonight because I wanted your take on this thing with Castro because apparently tonight, uh, our president, uh, sleepy Joe is going to be addressing Congress, uh, about, uh, about uh, about gun about gun rights and things like that.
3: I've heard. I've heard.
2: Okay, Kristen wants to try to merge a call. Uh, Good God! So we'll give it a try. Yeah, we probably should have tried that
0: earlier, but. Well, we I think we gave the listeners ample warning that uh, we have new tech and we're still getting used to it. Yeah, if you don't like it, out. you know, don't listen to the
3: show. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're all learning as we go.
2: Yeah, well, we just got this new mixer and stuff. It's got a lot of cool capabilities, but when you try to integrate the phone system into it, it's a little tricky. But anyway, so so tell us uh, tell us a little bit about Trudeau's last move and uh, and I don't know how many of your Canadian uh, comrades that you've spoken to and how they feel about it. And, and what do okay. they have to say?
3: Well, you know, I have since I started my podcast, I've gained quite a few uh, new friends who keep me in the loop on stuff. Right. So, uh, but then you know, of course I see Twitter pop up and then I see this fucking Trudeau thing where he's like, yep, we're going to, we're putting in a new bill that's going to uh, not allow you to purchase uh, handguns or any kind of like, you know military style weapons or anything like that. Right. <clears throat> and it's just like, and I, so I, I tweeted him back. Of course, he, didn't, he wouldn't respond to me, but I get, like, a lot of likes on this post where it was like, yeah, perfect timing for the World Economic Forum and what they're doing uh, with everything, their whole agenda, right? Take the weapons away, and then uh, you get a calm and cold or flu outbreak, and then the UN stormtroopers come in, and you don't have any fucking way to protect yourself.
2: Yeah, you know, I actually... Uh... Davey, did you listen to the show that Ryan and I did with James Ragowski? Uh,
3: what was the topic?
2: Uh, it was about the vote at the WHO, and James Raguski is the guy that has the website stopthewho Oh yes, right? yes, I did hear that. Yes. All right, well, I did a follow up, uh, like a thirty minute interview with him. Uh, I think yesterday, uh, maybe it was Tuesday. And, uh, anyways, I'm gonna we're gonna put that in the show because so so a lot of what we're talking about right now with you is going to be. Part of that, because the WHO's aim was to be able to uh, get sovereignty from all the countries. Yeah, all 193 or 194 countries, right? Have the ability to declare uh, health medical emergencies and basically shut you down.
3: Yeah, anytime they want,
2: whatever they want, with no proof, and and the country itself would have no recourse. Well, that got voted down. Basically, basically, that part of it got kicked, kicked. You know, they kicked the can further down the road. Okay. So, so I, so I guess that is going to be coming back. But um, interesting. But it's interesting that right now it's off. So, so tell us, you know. So basically, what what Castro, I mean Trudeau, did? <laughs> no, you had it right. <laughs> no, I know.
3: <laughs> uh, Justine Castro. Now
2: he's saying is going to be no more ability to purchase handguns, trade, uh, private sale, nothing. Correct. I mean, just, just Uh, give give us what it is.
3: That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. And, uh, you know, that's what tyrants do. Right. Well, because they like, they have to people people need history lesson. Yeah. They need to take history lessons. Like this is what happened with every fucking tyrannical dictator in the world through history. First, they yeah. take your guns, and then you're fucked. Well,
2: first, it's they want you to register your guns. True, and true. Then, and then, once they're registered, well, what does that do? Tells them where they all are. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, they come after your guns, and it'd be like, I don't have no guns, Davey. When are you? Well, right. wait, a, wait, well, wait a second. It shows says right here that you said you have, uh, forty-two AK forty-sevens, six or seven ARs and uh, 10 Glock 19s so where are those? Yeah, I sold them all. Yeah. Private sale. Yeah. Oh, so you know what happened?
3: I I just got word that uh, like this bill hasn't been passed through legislation yet, right? So, I've here I've heard that guns have been selling out like fucking mad up here.
2: Oh, I bet. Oh.
3: Yeah. I bet.
2: Okay, yeah. so so was this going to ban like a good law abiding citizen from going to a gun store and buying a handgun is this an outright ban on handguns?
3: Yeah.
0: Okay. Can you still buy yeah. a, can you still buy you can,
3: rifles and stuff? Yeah, you can you can do you can do you can still buy uh guns for hunting and stuff like that. Yeah.
0: What about do you guys have ARs or, <laughs> or anything like that?
3: Uh I'm not sure, but I would imagine.
0: Okay, what about like shotguns and stuff? Yeah. Yeah okay, so you could still buy guns, just not handguns, right? I'm not saying that's good because that's fucking. You can't
3: you can't buy a gun for your protection. That's what it is.
0: You can't buy like a yeah okay, so you, you wouldn't be able to carry conceal or anything like that.
3: Right, but you can still get like like a gun for your for hunting, like through your hunting license and, and stuff like that. Like my buddy's just going through the process to do that. My brother owns some hunting uh, weapons and. Um, Oh and last that I heard You had to uh, Be vaccinated In order to get your gun license
2: What the fuck is that That's
3: <laughs> stupid Dude Davey when are you going
0: to make a run for the border Son Hey,
3: my- Dude all my American friends keep asking me that They're like I got a fucking place for you to stay Man Dude, you know it's so funny Do you have like
0: family and shit up there
3: Up here yeah
0: Bring them down
3: <laughs> Bring it and Run for the border, Davy. Actually, dude, you can't. the only the only fucking person in my entire family who's awake is my eldest brother. Your eldest? Yeah, he's sixty. He's sixty-one now, and uh, he lives you? like oh, your mom was uh, busy. Oh yeah, dude. Just five of us.
0: Ron, don't talk um, to his mom like that. <laughs> Come
3: on. <laughs> no, he's. Uh, where was I going with this?
0: Your eldest uh, brother is the only one that's awake.
3: Yeah, he pretty much lives off-grid. Okay. Because cause his ex took everything from him because she's a cunt. Uh, Ooh, and he lives... Yeah, he basically he's basically a hermit, and he's got, like, nine sled dogs that's, that he uh, sleds with in the winter. That's so cool. And, uh, yeah. So, that's my vacation this summer is to go visit him. So he's, like, five hours north.
2: Is he up, yeah. is he, is he up near... Uh, Hudson Bay? I mean, is he way up there?
3: He do you, do you know where uh, North Bay is? North Bay. Yeah, Ontario.
2: That's way up, a, isn't
3: it? Yeah, it's about like a five-hour drive from you north.
2: Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So listen, but he's, past, if you,
3: he's past North Bay.
2: But if your brother gets shot and he had to, okay, so say your brother wanted to buy a new gun and and he's got to get vaccinated, and then when he gets shot in the news, they'll say. He's been shot, and sadly, he's passed away. But He was, he was but thank, eaten by his sled dogs. Thank God he was vaccinated. <laughs> thank God he was right. vaccinated, because it could have been a lot worse. Right? Tell me where the... Where the, the, bullet, vaccinated. The, the bullet wound would have leaked so much. Thank God he, thank God so he was much. vaccinated.
0: Thank God he was right. vaccinated, yeah. Because yeah. now once his sled dogs eat him, then the sled dogs will become... <laughs> They'll be vaccinated. <laughs> and when they crossbreed with and the wolves. Then the wolves will be vaccinated. <laughs> then they'll be
2: vaccinated.
0: Your brother's really doing his And part. then when they
2: kill the deer, the doing deer are already part. getting COVID. Right,
0: yeah. Fuck, right. Fuck the deer, though. Who needs those?
3: He's so saying, badly. He so badly wants to like get on my podcast and use his voice, but he's got like no technology.
0: Davey, your, your Canadian accent was just heard real hard right there.
3: Oh, with, with, like with what word?
0: I like, oh, you said, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, so
2: badly, I think. Was like, <laughs> do, we, do we sound weird to you? Everybody says I got a wicked accent.
3: You have an accent, yeah, but it's not like super thick or anything. Oh, like Ryan was humility. making, Ryan, I think Ryan and uh, a couple other people were making fun of Canadian accents on um, After Debaters last episode. And I was going to, I forgot to message him and say, Contrary to popular belief, Canadians don't sound like people from Wisconsin. They
2: have <laughs> that's what dialect. he sounded like. They have the oh, yeah. dialect over there. <laughs> oh, yeah?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't yeah. do a Canadian accent. If I tried to do it, it would just be like a redneck New England. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, bud. No, that's Maine. I can yeah. go down to A
2: over there. It's, it's mainly
3: the it's mainly the rednecks that have the the super heavy Canadian accent that yeah. you guys make fun of. Gotcha.
2: Have you ever heard a Maine accent?
3: Yeah, Not that I'm call, aware now. I
2: call it I call it a down east because in Maine they call it down east. Down east dicker. Okay, yeah, yeah, because yeah.
3: it's like south of the Maritimes of Canada, right?
2: Yeah. Well, it's actually part of Maine is like like uh, further north than like even Nova Scotia is. Right. So so yeah. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, my I dad know. is my
3: dad I, yeah. is from uh, Newfoundland.
2: Oh Newfoundland. wow, cool!
3: Yeah, so I've been there. I've been there like six, seven times growing up.
0: They got a lot of good fiddle playing up there, over there. Dude, my
3: grandfather, God rest his soul, he was an amazing fiddle player.
0: Yeah, dude, Cape Breton in Newfoundland, Newfoundland, however the hell you say it, Newfoundland has, has a lot of good fiddle fiddle playing. Fiddling. Well, Cape Breton's probably yeah, Nova Scotia.
3: My grandfather used to have everybody stomping right. their feet in the kitchen, man. That's great.
0: Yeah, that's sweet. Uh, hey, here's a serious question for you, though—like, real serious. Do you watch Letter Kenny?
3: I've had so many people ask me that, and I've never seen a single episode. Ah, why not? It's Isn't pretty it? funny. Uh, I don't personally. I don't watch a lot of TV, especially more recently. Okay, I'm more into doing what I'm doing now, right? So, uh, but yeah, I i, like, I tend to go to the horror movie kind of thing, you know.
0: Oh, so you're a sick freak?
3: Absolutely, always have been.
0: Nice that that a boy. Horror movies are awesome, but um, yeah. To bring it back to more of like the gun shit and stop our rambling.
2: Um, so I what, like rambling. I mean, I like rambling too. It's great. I just want the listeners to be aware that Buckley handed me my first buzzball of the night. Mine too. So cheers. Oh, cheers. Cheers. We actually Buckley went down to the local store to buy the overpriced buzzballs. Any bottom all.
3: What's a bud ball?
0: <laughs> Good question. Well, first of all, we should let you know that it I'll is. I'll send you a picture. It is a is it? it is a woman owned company, and it's certified woman owned, so that's very important. Uh, next, it is a cream filled ball.
3: Oh, sounds like I got I got two of those in my pants right now.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> It was, so these women, these these women actually modeled
2: it after the oh, male testicles. Davy, um, oh, Davy, yeah. are you on video or are you on just regular
3: for my podcast?
2: Yeah, no, call on me.
3: Oh, it's uh, it's video. I see it. I see it. Yeah, see that? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a buzz what's mind. the what's the uh, percentage baby! Fifteen, baby damn is it cream it's cream right oh yeah
0: Yeah,
2: cream filled balls dog damn damn (laughs) so anyway so what's the consensus of canadian people are they gonna push back on this or what
3: well like you saw with the freedom convoy i think it's highly possible i mean that woke a lot of people up
2: it also woke people up to know that the government can shut their bank accounts off
3: exactly yeah yeah but the stupid people think that that's a good thing.
2: Right? You know, you know there's a member of parliament up there. Yeah, probably. There's a member of parliament and I don't know if he's from Ontario or if he's from Quebec. Uh I'm going to look it up. His name is Pierre
3: Pierre. Pierre Poilievre. Poilievre yes. or something
2: yes. like that. Yeah. Pierre Poilievre. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: that's it. Poilievre. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 the uh, opposition
2: yeah, that Something guy. Liberal. Yeah, this is this is him right here. Uh He looks uh, like a beta. Uh Aviv.
3: Dude, he's he's aggressive.
2: I love that guy.
3: Yeah, he, dude. Yeah, he yeah, he's He's, he's like, fucking yeah. hilarious too.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, he like, he's got a lot he, of good videos. He's a conservative member of parliament. I actually don't yeah. know who the fuck this is. Right here, this he, is Polovie. He was um
3: questioning uh the liberal government about like, where's all this fucking money going from, uh, uh, you know, the, um, what they call it, the, uh, the CERB, the CERB checks that people were giving, like the you know, the supplementary income for people who, so what we call stym- the COVID thing,
2: what we call stymies. Yeah. 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 yeah.
3: Stymies, yeah. And he's like, so where are you, where's this money coming from? Right. He's just asking a simple question and they could not give him an answer. And he just kept repeating. He's like, so where's the money coming from? And they're like, oh well, blah blah. And he's like, so where's the money coming from? <laughs> he just kept asking it, right? Yeah. And they wouldn't give him a fucking answer.
2: Yeah, no, I really, I, I'm, I'm a fan of that guy right there.
3: Yeah, you me know, too. I in, I'm, in, New, in I'm, New
2: England, in New England, Davy, uh, especially me, like I pay attention to what's going on in Canada. Like we used to spend every summer in Canada growing up. Yeah, and I've got a ton of French Canadian friends here. That's, that's where I learned how to speak French was from them.
3: Oh, you, do you speak fluently or just I a little know, bit?
2: No, 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 just conversational. Yeah. Not, not conversational. Right. But, but I can go to Quebec and like converse with somebody.
3: Right. Yeah. Which yeah, my, is, my mother's from Quebec.
2: Which is totally different than Parisian French.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah it, totally.
2: It's like a bastardized Parisian French. It is, it it is yeah, yeah. Did is you it, speak French get, in the house growing up?
3: No, I didn't. My mom, my mom would speak French to my to her sisters and stuff like that all over the phone. Uh, but we had to take mandatory French for like grade four up until nine. Woof.
0: It is. So is I know it, a little bit. Is it Quebec or Quebec? Quebec or Quebec? It's,
3: it's, Quebec. It's pronounced Quebec. 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 Quebec yeah.
0: Is Quebecois uh, offensive? No. No no no, that's that's how they describe them. Oh okay yeah for some reason I thought it was a like a racist term no no no. what about Canuck
3: Canuck is a is slang for Canadian oh ah, okay It's it's not offensive okay actually we had a, there's a comic book made in uh, I think it was British Columbia called Captain Canuck.
2: Oh nice well I mean uh, <laughs> the hockey team is called the Canucks.
0: What if I say Can- Canuck yeah what if I say Canadian fuck? Is that offensive?
3: <laughs> it depends who you're talking to.
2: <laughs> All right. Like
0: this you could call ball. me
3: that. You like could call me that. I wouldn't be offended.
2: Like this buzz ball is like, uh, uh, cafe du la. we Cafe du la. Yeah. Cafe du la was secure. Oh, Ron, your French accent is like
0: right. making me hard.
2: That means bit. it's like coffee with cream and sugar. I'm getting a tingling in my pants, Ron, yeah.
3: from your French accent. It's a Tim Hortons double-double with uh, <clears throat> Kahlua. Yeah, Tim
2: Hortons, <laughs> that's your Dunkin' Donuts up there. That's your Dunkin's is your Tim Hortons, right? Davey, I have a question yeah. for you. What's up? This is real serious. Do you
0: believe <laughs> in the Santa Squatch?
3: Uh, highly possible.
2: <laughs> that's not the i think answer. anything's possible that's not the answer in, i wanted to hear <laughs> you, made ron, <laughs> you made ron very sad
3: dude i heard uh did you hear ghosts episode with uh that one dude from like who encountered a bigfoot in the early 70s
2: no i haven't heard that one No,
3: dude that yeah. will make you shit your pants when he plays like the recordings man
2: oh yeah the sasquatch sounds
3: oh uh... it's crazy dude
2: no, they howl, oh. they howl. They, they, they
3: no, And they oh. mimic you, they mimic
2: humans too. They can talk, they can uh. speak, they can speak, yeah. They can speak Quebecois. Oh, all okay, right. So,
3: <laughs> so you're, just saying,
2: you're just saying highly
0: possible.
3: Yeah, I, I, like, to me it's like flat earth. I haven't seen, I haven't been up in space, so I don't know if it's flat or not, right? Gotcha. But I'm open okay. to the concept. All
2: right, all right, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, so you're what we call agnostic about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Or you're kind of like, well, if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't really affect my life.
3: So, David. Yeah, Tom, but I'd, so, so I'd really like to believe that they do exist.
2: Oh, they definitely exist. Take my word for it. Ron's had sex I believe with you. one. Yeah, Ron's so, had oh, sexual shit. relations. Did
3: Ron have yes. sex with Ron one, was... or did one have sex with Ron? I oh.
0: think he was actually taken advantage of.
3: I've had sex with
0: some ladies that could probably pass for a Samusquatch. That is nothing, that's not something to brag about, Ron.
2: I didn't say I was proud. <laughs> Never said proud I was proud. to be an American. Because at least my dick is free. Sasquatch. Hey, uh, so Davey, uh, I know you got a show. you got to get prepped for for 9 o'clock here. Yeah, so. 10 minutes. Yeah. yeah. So why don't you uh, wait, tell us a little wait, bit huh? of, Last question. Oh what the fuck. Just one last question,
0: Davey Wavy. He always Shoot. loves interrupting me. I have to. Well, I don't have to. I just like to. All right. What is your uh, just give us a, a brief opinion on Americans that you
2: have? Like what do you think about us? As a uh, from my- this, this doesn't apply to New Englanders because we're almost Canadian. <laughs>
3: I don't really know. I know that a lot of Americans can be ignorant of what uh, Canada is all about. Like they, it's like, they, it's like we're almost like non-existent. That's what I feel. See, Except I for Ron, because I Ron, felt,
2: I never felt that way.
3: <clears throat> yeah. But that's for like the, for the most part, that's what we think. Like, cause I, I'm an online gamer. Like I play like call of duty and shit. Yeah. And a lot of Americans are like, you're in Canada. And then like, all I get is like the fucking stereotypical shit. Right. It's like, Dude, you have no idea. It's like hotter than hell up here right now. I don't live in a fucking <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> like the other day, it was like fucking 95.
2: Well, yeah, you're in, you're in, you're outside, you're outside of Toronto. I mean, that's no different than being in Upper Peninsula. Like LA. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, but, uh, it was hot here this weekend too. It was in the, in the 90s, which is awesome. I love it.
3: Yeah, dude. Uh, honestly, in my, in my honest, my, my personal opinion, I've had nothing but positive, uh, encounters with Americans. Like most of my audience is American. Uh, I went down to Arizona a couple times and the people there were super fucking friendly. You know, it's why? like,
2: because why? If, if you live in Arizona and you're not Mexican or like Ryan part Mexican, you're from new England. <laughs> <laughs> they have a, they have a, they have a holiday down there. That's called new Hampshire day. Where's oh no shit in Arizona. What? Yeah, so many. Is beautiful. that because a lot of people
3: from New England move down there? Yeah,
2: if they don't go to Florida, they go to Arizona.
3: Yeah, I would, in a heartbeat, I would go to Arizona or, you, you or know, Myrtle Ari- Beach. You
2: know, Arizona at the very, very
0: bottom has a small jaguar pop- population. Do they really? Yeah. Huh. I got into big cats recently I for love like the 15,000th time, and that's something I found out.
2: You want to, you want to, you want to check out a cool big cat page, go on Instagram and look up Luna Luna, the Pantera, Luna, the Pantera, Luna, the Pantera. And, uh, she's a black Puma and she was raised as a kitten with a Rottweiler puppy. Is this some chick you banged? Holy no, shit! No, it's a cat. It's a big cat. <laughs> it's a stripper. And uh, <laughs> it's a stripper from like. <laughs> well, there is there is this uh, dancer called Lexi Pantera. She's pretty famous. Ah, but uh, but yeah, it's called Luna the Pantera. Go check it out. It's really cool. It shows it shows her when she was a baby in the Rottweiler when he was a puppy, and they play together, and they're just best friends. And it's it's pretty it's pretty awesome.
3: I'll check it out. I love yeah. looking at animals and shit. They're awesome.
2: Personally, I don't believe that people should own big cats. That's just my. No, on it. no. I think it's fucking dangerous. It is. Right,
3: uh,
0: but
2: I think she was a rescue of some sort. Yeah. All right, Davy Wavy. It's almost nine o'clock. Uh, so, re- yeah. So, hold your on. Bugly, hold on. No, hold on. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the red pill cartel. Then we'll let you go.
3: Yeah, so I just get uh, a bunch of like-minded crazy people, such as yourselves, on my show uh, as a guest. I don't go solo uh, because I don't. I should practice that to tell you the truth. Like I should probably do one episode like that. But luckily,
2: and I almost I, never have guests on.
4: Do we just? Stay, yeah, like, I know, but yeah, but alive. you still
3: have you still have the banter between you two, right? Like it's yeah, just me. I'm am yeah. a, a lone wolf, right? So I like to get guests on and uh, shoot the shit and you know develop relationships and get their name out there at the same time. And, uh, I just have a blast doing it, man.
2: Do you have a lot of homeless people where you live? <laughs> yes. Okay. So why don't you just drag one of those onto the show? Yeah.
3: Dude. It's so funny that you say that. Cause I thought about doing that yesterday. Dude. I mean, I think
2: that would be interesting. Like get a homeless person. Yeah. them on and say, okay, what brought you to this point? Right. Right. <laughs> Because now you're on a podcast. See, do, you want, see, do you want me to kill you See, this morning yourself. you were shitting in the street and logging your shit on the shit app that we talked
3: <laughs> about last week.
2: Uh, and now you've reached a whole new level. You've reached the pinnacle of life because you got on the Red Pill Cartel podcast.
3: There you go.
0: <clears throat> Davey Wavy, uh, hit me up and uh, if you want us to come on your show at some point. We'd be more, more than happy to.
3: Absolutely. Yeah, And
2: then we'll see you on the Tavern, too, I'm sure, somewhere. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right, Davey. Listen, yeah, man. I'm, I'm going to let you split because I know you need a few minutes to get set up for your show, but thanks for calling in.
3: Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure.
2: All right. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good night, bud. Thanks.
0: Come Peace, on. guys. Bye. And that was Davey Wavy from the Red Pill Cartel. Red car- Red Pill Cartel Podcast. Let's see if we can get our little Miss Kristen back. Or something like that. He's a Canadian. He's one of the cooler Canadians I've met. So Why is that ringing? It's supposed to
2: be on silent. Oh, Kristen, Kristen answer your phone. Kristen, pick up the fucking phone. Okay, sorry about that, honey. Yeah. I, I was trying to merge calls, but you can't do it with Instagram. Kristen, why'd you hang up on us like that? I hung up
1: on
0: her. We don't appreciate it, I was, okay?
1: I was there for a while. We don't <laughs> and appreciate then I started getting it. Good.
0: Hey, if you do something like that again, we're going to have to take care of you. Okay. i'll watch my death <laughs> that was like my shh, terrible mafia <laughs> voice
2: okay hold on <clears throat> hello everyone this is ron from new england from the wicked planet podcast we would like to bring kristen back on
4: boo, boo. like a boo. magic
2: sound. okay so kristen we're gonna probably be wrapping up here in a few minutes so so What's your final words on mind control?
1: <laughs> I mean, it's been done in the past. I feel like it's still going on just because it's not publicized. Like just because it has not all been declassified yet. Who's to, like, let's see in five, 10 years, what else gets declassified from the CIA? You know, it's the stuff that they have the power
2: to do is just, well, it took a FOIA request to expose MK ultra. Yeah. From the Freedom of Information Act. Yeah. Like they didn't want anybody to know about that. I'm surprised that Google's even talking about this deep dream thing. You know what I mean? And I'm they wondering have this, if then they have this other thing called Deep Mind. That's also from Google. Huh? Those are have the mind, those are the mind controlled people right there. Even Elon Musk is kind of scared of Google. I believe it. So, Kristen.
0: So what's your final words? I know what's your final final words. Ron rudely interrupted you. Like he always does. I did. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'd say
1: say mind control 100% exists and it's still being used.
2: I mean, do you think they use mind control through television programs?
1: (sighs) For sure. For sure. Mm. Like people are fucking glued just through the screens in general. I mean, who knows what pitch that thing is given off that we can't
2: hear. Well, isn't that what they equate to the black mirror <gasps> is screens. Yeah. Or just yeah. Pro- programming in general. Yeah. Yeah. Just think about like your daily program. I, I know that I watch a lot less news and, and, and I don't know if I feel any better cause I still kind of feel a little fucked up in the head most of the time. <laughs>
1: I had to set screen times on everything. So, like, I can't, I literally can't use my phone for more than two hours a day. And I can't go on Facebook or Instagram for more than 20 minutes each a day. And it was hard at first, but it was, it was definitely really beneficial because I wasted so much time scrolling. And then, of course, as a girl, when you're scrolling, it's like, oh, why don't I look like that? Oh, what do I have to buy to look like that? And what makeup is she wearing? Like, how come her hair, like, you know, it's just a constant comparison and like, it's not good for me.
0: Wait, you, can, me you can
2: set screen times on all that shit? Oh, yeah. My phone will tell you how much time you've been online. Well,
0: I know, but you, you can set. Can you set it up in a way where it like shuts down and won't let you yeah. use it? Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, on Android, it's um, like an app timer. It's like right on the phone in the, like, where all the apps are for, like, detecting your heartbeat and, like, your health stuff. There's a digital oh. well-being section. Yeah, maybe pretty I'll cool. try that. It's good. I mean, there's you don't want to wake, like, be in your deathbed in 70 years and look back at your life and be like, "Wow, I wasted so much fucking time." You know, I wish there was a way. Th-
2: there probably is this way where you can go in, like, after every month, and see how much time you spent looking at these fucking black mirrors. I don't want to. I don't want to look yeah. at it. Yeah, wouldn't it be scary? I'd probably. I don't know. I'd probably get super depressed
0: because my, t- my phone will sometimes send me notifications on screen time,
2: screen time from, from the previous day. And I'm like, Ugh. but I still say that's, that, that's a type of hypnosis. The screen time shit. Yeah. Yeah. Spending all your time looking at these screens instead of being productive. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, like me, it's like such a time waste. I try to stay offline as much as possible while I'm working. But if I'm in my office, it's just a natural thing. You just, okay, I'll pull up my work screens and my, you know, estimating screens and my paperwork and insurance files and all that. And then I'll go over and then I'll just look at Instagram real quick. And and it just, it sucks you in. Booty. It sucks you in big time. And, and then it's like, oh shit, I got to finish this. Oh fuck. I forgot to call that person back. So yeah, that's I, what I they blame want. It. that's the
1: form of mind control right there.
2: Yeah, it is because, I mean, it, because it sucks up your time and, and didn't face yeah. and wasn't that Facebook's kind of mo was to keep you glued to the screen? They had yeah. to know that that was going to be a big production killer for people at work. <laughs> well,
0: I mean, like it definitely, it definitely, social media, even Netflix and Hulu and all that bullshit, it definitely keeps you away from engaging in like activities, uh, you know, personal hobbies. Engaging in your community as well as engaging in anything spiritual or possibly anything related to nature, for sure.
1: I mean, it can even keep you away from eating. Like, you watch three episodes of something, and then all of a sudden it's nine o'clock, and you're like, "Fuck, I didn't eat."
2: Let me it's know what channel. Let me know what channel you're watching that does that. Uh, Netflix. Because <laughs> it doesn't work. That doesn't work for me. Netflix. Oh God. Okay. Uh, Netflix Chris, is terrible. Kristen, we're going to wrap this up because Buckley and I actually got to go on another show at nine thirty tonight. Yeah, we're hot shit now, Kristen.
1: Very okay. cool. Yeah, we
2: have like itineraries and like a whole uh, schedules. Schedules, and a, schedules. We have with, a new assistant. Guests. Yeah, a new assistant. Buckley and I chipped in okay. and we bought a Mexican. Yeah, I have actually a. a phone.
1: Oh, what the hell is, <laughs> a, is his name? Jose
0: uh oh no, no. His, name, his name is Rodriguez. Uh, yeah i didn't even ask him his name he basically gets our beer and coffee we just and, call him uh, hey boy we say hey hey
2: you boy get over here the
1: he real question is he doesn't did you paint German. the studio yet
2: uh no but we cleaned it up you haven't seen it in a while have you
0: no i haven't have you seen
2: it since it was completely emptied out no I don't believe that oh, yeah, no, you won't even you won't even recognize it next time you come up Chris and I got
0: like a big <laughs> photo shoot tomorrow so uh I, I gotta go so oh
1: okay yeah the OnlyFans. I got
0: you no no this is is actual Maxim they just uh, start a men's edition <clears throat> and we're doing our, our podcast is doing so well now that they reached out to me they're like you look like you have some pretty big knockers we want to get you in a banana hammock. <laughs> Oil, oil you up. Is that why got, you had
2: to go in for the anal bleaching?
0: Yeah. Well, that and other things. Oh. I mean, I just do that once, like every. I was going to say because it looks pretty good. I do that once every three months. Yeah. You liked it when I showed it to you. Buckley's bleached starfish.
1: <laughs> oh God! That's, that's that's no nasty. longer
0: a chocolate starfish, but a white chocolate starfish.
2: Is that Swiss white? All chocolate right. All right. Bye. On oh, that no <laughs> All right, Kristen. We're going ki- to we're going to kick you. you out of here.
1: All right. Have a good night. All right. All right listen,
2: you got to get into the studio tomorrow. I will. Do you guys do Thursdays now or what? No, no. no it's just a uh, little G had a concert at the school last night. So I had to go. Oh, cool. So we just had to switch nights and we were going on this other show at, uh, well, it was supposed to be at nine, but it's nine thirty now. So Buckley needed some work done to his car. I said, let's kill three chickens with one rock.
1: There you
2: go. Cause I failed his car for inspection last week. Yeah, for That's windshield you get. for windshield wiper blades and tires. oh
1: uh, you you really pissed Ron off. I know, you I must like, have really done something. Like, you know, you think he's gonna like
2: have your back a little bit? And so, he's Buck, like, Buckley, windshield wiper blades. Buckley's been here since. Me like fail <laughs> like one o'clock today. But we got to head oh, out. Man. We we got his car all fixed up. We put did new tires. We did new windshield wiper blades. We double checked the brakes. We put a sticker on it. He's all good. Good to go. And nice. then we and then we shared a sandwich from Brookside, which was very good. And then, we, sh- and then we shared a couple of hookers from Manchester. Oh no, gross! What? No, I liked the ones from N- Nashua. <laughs> All right, gross. We got to get out of here, <laughs> Bye, Kristen. I, I don't like hookers. You should leave now
0: before it gets any worse. All right. Before it gets worse, I'm out of here. All right, bye. All right, kid. luck on the next one. Good to
2: hear from you. Bye. Me. All right. And that was Miss Kristen from the Wicked Planet who finally showed up. Yeah. Her thing is crowfoot on Instagram. Darren Crow. I will put it in the show notes. Oh, why did I say crowfoot? I don't know. It's like I call little G Squatchfoot. Oh, whatever. All right. Anyways. uh, Yeah. So the episode was a a little different tonight. We hope you still enjoyed it. Technical difficulties. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Quick shout out. Our buddy Eric. Eric. Yeah. One of our listeners. Oh. Came up. Gave a nice donation to the Wicked Planet. Eric. Tip jar. You hot, hot man. You know what he actually gave us? Your nipples are always rock solid. He gave us one troy ounce of silver. Uh, Thank you. That's awesome. What are we going to do with that? Like make jewelry? No, I'm going to put it in a little <laughs> plaque and I'm going to hang
0: it on the wall in here. I feel like we should make pendants and hang them from our necks.
2: Another shout-out to my, uh, my customer, Joe. Joe, you hot, sexy beast. And his roommate, Ann. Ann, you hot mama. You're so spicy. Joe had a bunch of work done uh, at the haunted garage on his car this week, so it would pass inspection. And he's a fan of the show. And he said, oh, here, I want to give you a little something. Oh, and this is for Ann, too. So it was a fair amount of money. So thank you very much, Joe and Ann. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Our buddy, Alex, Alex, sent hot, us, hot, <laughs>
0: spicy, sexy beast,
2: sent us a nice little tip jab via Venmo. Thank you, Alex. Thank you so much. So uh, so that really helped out because we're getting ready. To, we got to make our second payment on a new equipment. So uh, <laughs> so we appreciate Listen, we appreciate all the help and all the support. Uh, I know some of our shows, we take a little dark side. Some of our shows, we do things a little different tonight. We just wanted to try a few things. Now, I also had a follow-up interview with James Raguski. Oh, nice. The man from StopTheWho.com, who let us know and kind of explained to our listeners uh, the results of what happened at that WHO meeting that they had last week that was uh, kind of of kept under wraps. I didn't want really anybody to know that was happening. But that was all based on uh, the vote for all the countries to give up their sovereignty. We touched a little bit about that on the show earlier, and with Davey Wavy, I'm going to play that for you. I'm going to put that in the show. So this show is going to be a little longer than normal. It's wow. About it's about a half an hour. It's about a half an hour interview. Yeah. So right now we're gonna we're gonna give us a three a three second pause. One. What Mississippi? What Two. What the fuck are you doing, Mississippi? Three. What are you doing? Mississippi. Ron's lost it. (laughs) That's where I'm going to insert the show.
0: (laughs) The Alzheimer's, finally.
2: Old timers. The the Alzheimer's got him. Okay, everybody, you know where to find me. Uh, Wait, hold on. What? I got to say my closing words. I was going to get to that. Go ahead,
0: Buckley's closing words. (laughs) The only closing words I have is uh, keep the hate mail coming, baby. Lay it on me and lay it on me thick. I want all the juice. That you have to throw at me. Keep it coming. The negative comments, keep it coming. You think it's going to affect me? It's not. I like it. I drink it in and I use it as ammo to come back even harder.
2: He drinks it in
0: and then he pisses it out. I shit it and piss it out into the ether. And that comes back at you as negative juju and karma.
2: There you go. I like that. Boom.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening. Have a good night.
2: Yeah, thanks, everybody, for listening. Hey, you can find me on Instagram at Ron from New England and the Wicked Planet Podcast. Hey, a big shout-out to all of our friends in the podcasting circle that that do little stories, Instagram stories for our show. I really appreciate that. And I'm going to work on returning the favor on that.
0: Yeah, well, well, also appreciation to everyone in our podcasting circle because there's a lot of good blokes out there, you know? Some good guys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A bunch of good guys. A bunch of good people. And ladies. Can't forget them as well. Oh, no. fair amount of ladies, too. We, I mean, pre-
2: we appreciate it all. Guys kind of encompasses everyone. but We do not discriminate here at the Wicked Planet. But guys, we should say mankind. For all men. Ooh. Was that a helicopter going over? I think that was a plow truck. Is it <laughs> snowing? Oh, that's just a helicopter that's spying yeah, on the Wicked just, Planet.
0: Yeah, black ops helicopter.
2: Yeah, which is weird because that's usually Wednesday night, not Thursday. Well, Jose,
0: uh, we saw one earlier out there today. Yeah, we
2: have a lot of military aircraft here. Yeah. Yeah, because they're stationed right down the street. They're anyways. Looking for bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look into pig pen. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so anyways, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, we're going to talk to you real soon. Ron from New England signing off buckley out, <laughs> out! hi i want to this is ron from uh, ron from new england from the wicked planet i i want to welcome james vergoski back onto the show to give us a little recap of what happened at the who meetings that uh, that we uh, we're hoping that we got the results that we're getting so far uh, but jim thanks for getting up early out there in california you've probably been up all night anyway and uh, hey, for thanks.
4: Thanks, I, I, thanks for having me it's uh it's always fun to report uh very very good news
2: yeah so so let's uh so so let's go over uh uh you know what happened and try to give us uh you know a little bit of a like a recap of uh you know where we are right now at the end of phase one because I guess from what I understand uh, phase two is already in the works
4: yeah you know um we, we absolutely completely and totally won uh phase one if you want to refer to it as phase one Uh, Let me back up just a little bit so people who maybe haven't uh, heard about this before get an idea of what uh, really went down this past week. Back in January, the Biden administration uh, submitted a set of amendments to something known as international health regulations. Now, I understand most people have never heard of that. It's an 84-page document that governs how the WHO behaves in regards to – just, you know, if there's an emergency, you know, like what we're dealing with these past two years. And so these regulations have been around for more than 100 years. In the current form that they are, the document has been around since 2005. So we've been dealing with this for 17 years, and now they wanted to make a whole bunch of changes. And the changes really didn't have anything whatsoever to do with health. There was nothing about early treatment or essential medicines or nutrition or sunlight or any of that sort of thing. It was all about control, compliance, surveillance, bureaucracy. And it, the main thing that really just was horrific was a, a transfer of control and, and sovereignty on a certain level from each individual nation um, having the final say as to whether or not an emergency is declared in their sovereign territory. And all of that would have been given over to one man, the director general of the world health organization. And it was just an outrageous, blatant power grab. Oh, big time. And so what, what ultimately happened was they had their meeting uh, this past week from the 22nd to the 28th of May. And even before The event began there were rumblings that you know the the phrase that came out was the working group that was dealing with these amendments was unable to reach a consensus now that's nice diplomatic talk for somebody raised hell in the back room somewhere and said what in the hell do you think you're doing And, and so on Tuesday when they were supposed to be discussing this in their morning session for a couple of hours just beforehand a whole new document was presented. And I've got the list here. It was presented by Australia, Bosnia, and Herzegovina, Colombia, the European Union, Japan, Monaco, the UK, and the United States. And the interesting thing about this new um, set of amendments was one of the articles that's listed is Article 55 of the regulations that says you have to do this four months in advance of the assembly. You can't just drop a bomb like this on the same day that you want people to look at it, understand it, and, and, um, you know, potentially vote on it. So I find it very amusing that the document is self-defeating because it literally says inside the document that any new amendments have to be presented four months in advance. So apparently rules are made to be broken. Um, it it's, it triggered a, um, bunch of discussion, that was only supposed to go for two hours before they voted on it, and it went Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. They resubmitted uh, a revised version of this secondary document, and they ultimately did what's—it's um, a form of voting, but it's a really—it um, makes people uncomfortable. Literally, they did all kinds of backroom deals to get agreement uh, on on this, and, and they were very obvious about you know, hey, we're reserving a room. Um, in the palace of nations. And we're all going to be talking back there. And in in the spirit of transparency, we'll say to you an email as to what happened, right? I kid you not. It's just absurd what they did. It was like watching a soap opera. And so they ultimately got to the point where they brought it to the floor of the, the meeting. And the way they do it is they said, well, we're discussing this document. Does anybody have any objections? All right, well, I don't hear any objections, so it's been adopted. And there it is. And so when I actually really got a chance to take a good look at it, I was unbelievably pleasantly surprised because it actually gives a little bit more control and sovereignty. It actually takes away some of what the WHO had and and gives each nation the right to essentially comment and, and express their reservations about any future amendments on a line-by-line basis. So, it, you know, it actually went in the right direction, as far as I'm concerned. So Biden's amendments were just completely obliterated. They were left standing at the altar. Nobody wanted to, you know, um, join up with them and, and vote on them. They they were always there. They never got retracted, but they certainly did not get approved. And a new document which really I think is completely illegitimate. It, it should be thrown out just because they didn't follow their own rules, but it, it actually um, improved the situation a little bit. And and so. So they basically,
2: actually, yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but they basically screwed themselves on that deal.
4: Um, you know, I think the power of people uh, and, and the power of uh, the, the smaller nations, the African nations the nations uh, also India and, uh, China spoke out about it, uh, Russia, um, little, small nation, uh, Brunei, um, and I, like I said, many African nations, uh, apparently they got around to reading the document that Biden had uh, proposed, and it was just an abomination. And, you know, they were smart enough to look at it and go, you got to be kidding, right? No way. And so uh, the amendments to the international regulations are likely to come up again next year because they've set up a more open and inclusive process. They're going to have a meeting in November and, and other countries can submit amendments, um, by September 30th. And then ultimately maybe they'll talk about it next May. But, uh, now the conversation shifts to something called the pandemic treaty. And so that's round two, if you will.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, the funny thing about this whole thing with the WHO was, like, this is a major vote that's going to affect the whole world, essentially. What was that? Well, 193 or 194 countries are all part of this, and, and nobody knew anything about it. I mean, you're, you, you, Jim, you're, like, the only one that got this information out there, and thank God you did because, you know, I know you've made a lot of rounds on a lot of shows and we've all tried to try to grab you to get some information and in turn kind of share that information out there and get it spread out to the masses. And on the wicked planet telegram page, people were like, Oh my God, what is this? We've never heard anything. I said, that's why it's here. So read it, share it, get this information out there because basically it's, it's the whole world giving up sovereignty to Tedros, you know, one person. So we're gonna have a, a global dictatorship. We can't have that. And it's really cool to see all these like I saw uh, it was uh the guy from Botswana, right? Which which is in Africa, like really pushing back. And it's like, oh my God, it's so it's so cool to see these little nations growing some balls basically and say, look at we're we're not doing this. We're not gonna give our control to the WHO. Because we know, you know, what do they already got lined up for us? They got this whole thing that they did at the NTI about this monkeypox now. So that's going to be the newest thing that they're going to be able to declare, you know, well, I, world I wanna... worldwide health emergency. And then all of a sudden, everybody gives up their sovereignty. So it's really refreshing to see that maybe one little battle, like like one little victory here, one little victory here and there, and it all adds up to maybe – it might be the beginning of what, what's going to be like the worldwide pushback against the WHO. And you might as well say the world economic forum as well, because you know, they're all in cahoots. And of course the WHO is part of the UN. So it's a pushback against the UN, but I was, uh, very happy to see the good news, uh, come out yesterday.
4: Oh, absolutely. And you know, it was a complete and total victory for, you know, we, the people. And, and I think I understand why. Right. Um, they wanted to, to have this just be hidden so that it, it would pop up in the middle of, uh, you know, when's the last time you watched, you know, the goings on of the World Health Assembly, mm-hmm. right? And, and so nobody was going to watch. Nobody was going to see this happen. It was going to happen in darkness. And kind of like when Nancy Pelosi famously said about the Obamacare uh, mm-hmm. Affordable Care Act, oh, yeah, you know, it's a thousand plus pages. Just sign, you know, just vote for it. You can read it later. I, I think that's what they were hoping. And so what happened was they didn't do a big propaganda push. And so, you know, Fauci and everybody else wasn't out there saying, oh, you know, these horrible international health regulations, they've got to be amended because, you know, over and over and over and over again. And so when we started talking about it, it's complicated. It it, it was, you know, mind-boggling because – Nobody had ever heard of it. They didn't really know what it was. Uh, the language is, you know, difficult with all the legalese and all that sort of stuff. But the saving grace was people did not have any preconceived notion. They weren't propagandized by it. So they didn't have a, a, a predetermined position on it. So they could actually see it for what it was. And so anybody who looked at it, they went, holy shit, you're out of your mind, Right. And that is really what I think the difference was, you know, it, it, people could look at it and they go, wait a minute, they're changing this and they're making it that, well, that's just horrible. We can't be for that. And, and the fire in people's bellies, it was like, Oh, you know, I got to put this on telegram. I got to put it on some video channel. I've got to blog about it or tell my friends about it or whatever, because they were able to see clearly because the hypnosis hadn't kicked in. Okay. And so now what's coming is there was a lot of misunderstanding, even mainstream media, people like um, Glenn Beck and and Tucker Carlson, they, they reported on it a little bit, but they mangled the information so horribly. People, people who watched that, those shows had no idea. And when you see somebody in the mainstream media, absolutely mangle information that you have the evidence for and you see them reporting on it and you're like, how in the world did you get what you just said out of the information that I'm looking at? Okay. Once you've had that experience, and I've had that experience for decades now, you're like, I can't believe a word they say ever. Because, you know, if I know they got this wrong, well, what else are they getting wrong that, you know, maybe I don't know the details.
2: Yeah, it's almost and like it's almost like people were left to be even more confused than they were to begin with. They really didn't even know what to take away from these types of reports. And I think what the problem is, is these people that are reporting on it
4: in the mainstream media, like, they don't know about it either. Like, they don't hmm. know anything about it. And, and, and the same thing, even worse, big time, I, I actually wrote a whole article about it. Uh, I had approximately 100,000 people come through one of my pages, and and the purpose of the page was to give them information so that they could contact their Congress people and their senators. And there's 100 senators, so if 100,000 people came looking to talk to their senator, you know maybe their senator got a thousand phone calls or emails, and and I was just one of many people doing this. So, you know, the Senate and House staff got an earful. Right? You know, you obviously, unless you're a big campaign donor, you don't get the senator or the congressperson on the phone. You get their staff member. Sure. And so their staff members are people just, you know, like you and I. They're just your neighbors, right? And and they get email after email, phone call after phone call. Hey, we don't like these amendments. You know, what's going on? What does the congressperson or the senator have to say about it? And the staff is like, we don't know what the hell's going on. What, you know, what are you talking about? And then what happened is a number of um, congresspeople sent back what I think was an absolutely obnoxious, ill-informed, incriminating email from the congressperson to the constituent, and a lot of the people sent me these from around the country, where they actually clearly stated something that I I, I thought was true, but they verified it multiple times, that these negotiations were actually started under the um, Trump administration. And the Republicans were actually proud that they were the ones who started this. And they were not necessarily taking credit for it, but they exhibited a clear understanding that, yes, the control will be taken away from the country and be given to the WHO. And the general tone of it was, oh, you dumb constituent, you don't know what you're talking about. This is a great idea. We're all for it which only enraged the constituents even more because, wait a minute, I don't care what your Republican or any other leadership says they want. You're our representative. We tell you what we want. You guys got it backwards. Right. Okay. And that is probably the most enraging thing when hundreds or thousands of constituents are uniformly saying, we don't want this, we don't want this, we don't want this, I I, I really doubt that there were hundreds and thousands of people advocating for these amendments, okay? And and so when it's 100% in favor of something and you get pushback from your representative, it's time for that representative to be fired. And it couldn't be more clear that the the energy and the power and the influence um, is going in the wrong direction. It's, it's coming down from the top and representatives are telling the people what they're supposed to believe when the constituents know better and they're informing the representative staff who, out of the gate, say, we don't know what in the hell you're talking about. And then two days later, they're like, oh, here's what you're supposed to think. And it, it couldn't have been more obvious, more blatant, and and quite frankly, more horrible.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, so you're saying that these amend changes
4: to these amendments started during the Trump administration. I am saying that because Republican Congress people put that in writing and, um, representative Michael McCall from Texas was so proud that he authored the report that arguably started the whole darn thing. There was a minority report from the Republican party about the pandemic that, um, he, he published that in 2021, so that was long after the Trump administration. Um, but uh, half a dozen or so Republicans clearly stated that, well, you know, these things started under the Trump administration. Now, you can't say that Trump submitted them. So, you know, they were started and, and then whatever happened through the first year of the Biden administration, you know, Biden owns what was uh, – Presented, you know, it's all on him because he's the one who finalized it and presented it. Um, but you can see that the representatives were clearly in support of what Biden proposed, and and the constituents were smart enough to read and understand that this was something that was clearly unconstitutional. That you have no right to give away the authority that was handed over to the president to declare an emergency, he can't give that authority over to anybody else. It's his responsibility. It it was a clear violation of trust. And you get pushback from your representative when you're telling your representative what you want. It doesn't matter what their policy is. That's not what their job is. Their job is to do what the constituents in their districts say and if they don't even understand the damn job they need to leave yeah you know we talked about that the last
2: time we had you mm-hmm. on the show jim that the representatives need to, to, to do their job which is to represent us and, and when they're not representing us and they're telling us how we're supposed to think and feel that's when they need to go right And clearly, and what's really interesting, of course, we know we have the midterms coming up here in, uh, you know, what, in November or something like that. You know they just got done Mm -hmm. with the primaries. They really got to know that they're having, they're going to have a hard time. So I'm really shocked that this even came out now. And then, and then all this information gets out to the masses. Like, like who would want to give up your sovereignty? I mean, I can't imagine a, a single person that would want to do that. Even if you're not, uh, you know, even if you are a Democrat, just say, you know, I'm not beating up on Democrats or Republicans, but we know what side that this this kind of stuff is coming from. That's why I found well, it interesting that Trump at, Trump administration actually started it, but, you know. Well, you know, it, what, they were, it,
4: what they were thinking was that they wanted to somehow use it to beat up on China, okay? And, and the idea was, you know, they – There should have been an investigation as to what happened in Wuhan and there was a nice fake investigation. Uh, I want to correct your pronunciation on something. I don't necessarily want to go down the the rabbit hole, but the K in money pox is silent. Oh yeah. (laughs) Make sure, make sure you keep that clear because you know, the same thing is happening again, right? The mainstream media is pushing a narrative about yet another uh, issue and uh, you know we're just going to be flooded with misinformation and when people try to put out honest information it's going to be declared to be fake news or you know sure. fact checked or whatever and and so it's difficult for the average person who really doesn't have the time to sift through all of this bullshit to figure out you know what's real and and what do i do with you know my own personal situation and and so I, I'm already moving forward. You know, It's nice to be able to do a recap and report on just a complete and total destruction of the attempt to do what they were trying to do. But they're now um, looking at negotiating a much bigger, crazier thing. But it's off in the distance a little bit, so people might get a little bit lax.
2: Okay, complacent um, with, with how it is now. Take this as we, a victory, but, but not understanding that this isn't the end.
4: You know, we won round one, okay? But the fight continues. And, and so you got to come out after the bell for round two, you know, and, and here's where we are. The World Health Organization has created a working group that they refer to as the Intergovernmental Negotiating Body, INB. And their task is to, by August 1st, present a first draft for a worldwide pandemic treaty. And so there's going to be a comment period in this month of June, the 16th to the 17th, And, you know, I want to have hundreds of thousands of people let them know that we're not having anything to do with their crazy attempts to shift control of every aspect of life to the WHO. And so the pandemic treaty currently does not exist, at least not publicly, okay? And they're working on drafting it. They're shooting for August 1st. There have been dozens and dozens of proposals and the easiest way to explain it is if you could put yourself in the position of an evil dictator who wanted to have some kind of legal cover to give you the authority to control every aspect of life on the planet, what would you put in this treaty? And that's what they're doing. And, and so I've put together some, you know, information. There's uh, three videos on the top of an article that I wrote two months ago. And you can get there real easy by going to stopthewho.com. And don't do a search for it because your search engine is not a friend. You know, that is the domain. Just type in http colon slash slash stopthewho.com. Watch three videos, read a little bit, and you'll you'll be like, these people are crazy. Right. And so in the middle of June, you'll get a chance to give your opinion and spread the word. You know, when everybody has their eyeballs on this nefarious type of activity, they, they realize that they can't hide it. And once this sees the light of day, the insanity becomes, you know, brutally, brutally obvious. And, and then you got to do a check on, you know, who's reporting on this properly and who's, um, you know, really coming down on the wrong side of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a discussion to be had with any candidate for any office. You know, it's like, hey, have you heard about the pandemic treaty? Um, did you go to stopthewho.com? Did, did you realize, you know, did you look, what's your opinion? Are you for this? or Are you against it? And if you're against it, what are you doing about it? And, you know, vote, vote accordingly. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I feel as though that, them attempting to push these uh, these amendments through is, is like all part of the first, like like the beta test of everything. Like, like I think the COVID, just the whole COVID thing for the last two years was the beta test because they figured out that they failed that test, right? Because people are waking up to it, Jim. People are just, they're done. They're not playing COVID anymore. Which also brings you, we're not ready to play monkeypox either. <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, because... That, uh... Because, but where's it going to stop, Jim? It's not going to stop. It's going to be COVID. Then it's going to be monkeypox. And then it's going to be, hold on, let me just get rid of this. And then it's just going to be the next thing and so on and so forth. But if people can keep pushing back, thanks to people like you that are getting the information out there, uh, and then like a ton of shows you've been on. So, hey, my hat is off to you. I mean, you sounded the alarm on this. I found out about you on a really small, like, like. Clip on the war room with Steve Bannon, mm-hmm. and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my god, I got to get this guy on. But you know, like I have, you know, I don't not sure how many thousands of listeners I have, but it's a fair amount. And then you got all these people that they're sharing. I mean, if you got, if you got a hundred people that share it ten times, and then you got those people are sharing it another ten times, then that information is getting out there. So mm-hmm. and we and we need we need to let people know that we're done playing these games. We're done being screwed over. We're done having everything taken away from us. We're done with people thinking that they're going to have total control over us, and that's what being a global dictator, Tedros, is exactly what he <laughs> wants to do.
4: Well, so they reinstituted so, him. He was, um, as, as all good dictators, he was unopposed. Unopposed, second, yeah. Second term, and and so, um, you know, I've actually uh, this is meant to be a bad joke, okay? So I've um, adopted Klaus Schwab's <laughs> view of the world, and and the idea is. Everything I've written, any of the videos that I made, you know, put out there, uh, please copy them. I, I, I don't claim any copyright privileges. You know, I would be honored if anybody just copied the entire body of work and put it on your blog, you know, put it in an email, share it with whomever, put it on your video platform, um, read it, uh, you know, put it on TikTok, do whatever you want to do with it. Um, and, and the bad joke is I own nothing and I'm happy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Please share it. Um spread it to everyone that you possibly can. Because if you don't know what's going on, and if you're being misinformed by the mainstream media, who even if they try to report on this stuff, they mangle the daylights out of it. Um, get the get information. Don't trust me, you know, verify that what I'm saying is is backed up by facts and it's legitimate. Realize what these people are doing and Nobody needs to be, uh, you know, have a PhD in anything to to look at something that is just obviously trying to grab power and control from we the people to, you know, them the oligarchs. And they already have enough power, you know, way more than they need and way more money than they need. And they want us to sign a treaty to give up the whole rest of it. Mm. It's insanity. That's exactly what they want us to do. It's insanity. And so um, we've got at least two months before they come up with a draft. And God help them, you know, if they actually publish a draft of what they're looking to do, because then the fire is really going to hit. Because right now it's a vague target because there is no actual draft of a treaty. Um, There are just all these many proposals. And on June 16th and 17th, you get to give them your proposal you know, basically tell them what to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Right.
4: And and I think a lot of people are going to tell them where to go, but it, it's an opportunity to, with great numbers, you know, I'd love to see a million people comment, you know, when, when has there been a, a public comment period where it's been at the forefront of, of media where, Hey, people um, go tell them what you think. Okay. Now they'll ignore it. Okay. I get it. But what we're asking people to do is, you know, Take this time now to learn about it. Show that um, there's actual pushback. And, and you know, take your comment and make your own, you know, TikTok video. Um, record what you're going to say. Put that out there. Be the media and overwhelm the media because at this point, if the people don't realize that the media is the problem, and by that I mean mainstream media, right, you have the power to flood the entire spectrum with your opinion, okay. Write it down. Get out your phone. Do a video. Do a TikTok. Do whatever, um, and and just swamp it. Nobody's watching CNN and MSNBC and all the others. Um, get this word out, and and they cannot even remotely compete. And as their viewership goes down and down and down and down, um, you know the pharmaceutical companies that are paying for all their advertising are going to realize that they're throwing money away.
2: Yeah. And, and, and that's and, a big one. We've seen every, everything is sponsored by Pfizer now, right?
4: Ask your doctor so. if such and such is right for you, you know? Yeah. And, and, and so if we take away their viewership as we have been in a big way, right. They crumble because, you know, I, I learned a long time ago, they don't care about their viewers. They only care about the money from the advertising dollars mm-hmm. and if they don't have viewers, why the hell would the advertisers give them money? And that whole system is just waiting to tip over and crumble.
2: Yeah. It needs so this- to come down. Anyways, the whole mainstream media house of cards needs to go away and, and, and the the nails are already getting put in the coffin. So that's really good. Hey, you know, more people listen to podcasts now than watch mainstream media. Yep. So, yeah. and, 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 uh, and, and hopefully, uh, my listenership's been going way up and uh, you know, telegram is a good place. I share all your stuff on our telegram. Yeah. So any of the listeners go out there and check out the wicked planet uh, podcast, telegram chat, and you'll find all the uh, James Raguseki's work there. And and so,
4: you know, when people get the link to this um, audio that we're doing and, and you just share it with absolutely everybody, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, that's the easiest simple thing that people can do. And, you know, if anybody has a camera, just give your opinion and put your opinion out there, be the media. Right. And if if anybody's got some skill in doing that, uh, set up a telegram channel and have everybody put their little two, three, four minute clip. And, and, you know, somebody will come along and they'll compile it and, and then you'll have a compilation of what people think and somebody will get all creative and make a nice documentary of it. And, you know, they can't even begin to compete with the power of you know, untold millions of people who focus their energy on getting their message across rather than listening to the pre-canned pharmaceutical industry paid mainstream media message. Um, we have a chance to tip over that whole industry and, and just get people out of that hypnotic programming to where you're actually getting information that you can use. Yeah. You know, I
2: think we've all been working pretty hard on that for the last couple of years. I know I have. And, uh, and it was slowly, I know it's slowly, I call it slowly red pilling the masses, but you know, this isn't a red pill, uh, blue pill type of situation. This is reality. Like, like we cannot let this kind of stuff happen. And you know, and it just takes guys like you and me and everybody else to get out there and get this information out there. So Jim, we're running low on time. I want to thank you for coming on and giving us a, an update on this. And, And, uh, you know, obviously I want to get you back on and when we find out, you know, what else is going on, what the next step is.
4: And uh, And so um, I blow everybody's mind, but it's been the best thing I've ever done. Y'all can reach me directly at my phone number, 310-619. There it goes again. Like they're doing right now. 619-3055. You can obviously text me or WhatsApp or Signal or Telegram. It's all the same number, 310-619-3055. And all of the information is on stop who.com.
2: Yeah. Now put all that. In, and, and with your permission, I'll put your phone number right in the show notes too, if that's okay with you. Hey, you know, I think um, I
4: did last time too. I'm just meeting the most wonderful people. Um, people who don't care um, are not watching your show. Right? And, right and they're not and they're not going through your telegram channel so the only people I'm talking to are people who care enough to be involved and and that's what we all need to do we need to network with people who want to make a difference because you know one by one we don't have that much power but when everybody's connected and we're all working together uh, they don't have a chance isn't that what e pluribus unum means there you go there you go out of out of many one out of yeah. many
2: one and i think we're going to stick to that and we're going to keep working on that hey uh Jim thanks for coming on I'm gonna uh, I'll be in touch with you obviously and sure. uh, when I got your text last night I was way off in slumberland I think it was like two in the morning my time no uh, problem. but I appreciate I appreciate you getting back with me and uh finding the time to get on the wicked planet and uh we're gonna work on getting this stuff out there so thank you, thank you. and until next time James Raguski, thank, thank you for you. coming on